Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella says they plan to double down on being a game publisher and developer. In the wake of the Xbox Activision deal, Satya sat down with MSN to do an interview, and when discussing the plans after the merger, he indicated they were going to make a very strong push. But what will that ultimately look like? Does the publisher language add credence to theories about Microsoft leaning away from hardware? Also, what about his comments about giving up on the Windows phone and mobile? That was sort of a mistake in his mind. In light of Xbox content and services revenue seeing growth while hardware continues to fall, the doubling down has a publisher may look a bit different long term. Now I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go searching for it. This is a longer video because it is a live stream so if you like this kind of content make sure and hit the subscribe button and the bell button so you don't miss my shows. So Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, did an interview about what they plan to do after the Xbox Activision deal. The interview covered a wide gamut of topics from Satya's father to the sport of cricket to questions about unconditional love. But there was two parts in particular that I thought stood out. First, the language about doubling down as a game publisher and developer. Their biggest opportunities in my mind for growth as a gaming hub are in the cloud and mobile. So if they plan to increase their publishing and developing efforts, will cloud and mobile get the greater focus? Secondly, he had remarks about leaving mobile in the Windows phone being a mistake. I think this has some bearing on the strategy going forward. Microsoft and Xbox were not shy about one of the primary drivers of going after the Activision Blizzard King deal was King Mobile. Phil Spencer said this on many occasions. So first, I want to look at what Satya said. There is definitely more emphasis on ecosystem language, and then the comments about doubling down and abandoning mobile being a mistake. Then how this will be, I think, in the world of publishing. They will be one of the largest publishers in the world because of the Xbox Activision deal. Secondly, I want to consider what this will look like. Will cloud and mobile be such a big part of the growth opportunity for the Xbox brand that it'll take away from traditional console flagship titles, or will Xbox continue to prioritize both? If you picture the battle being almost like Farmville versus Halo, which type of game wins for the affections and the attention of Xbox's future? Am I creating a false division here? Will both game types get equal treatment, or will we see a deprioritization of the traditional console games? Lastly, I want to talk about what I hope to see. I said in a previous video about this that, you know, Xbox now has no excuse. In the coming years, I hope to see much better cadence of games, much better quality with how much they now own. So first up, what did Satya say? The first thing I want to zero in on is how much the ecosystem language is now the primary way gaming under Microsoft is talked about. For a lot of this for a lot of us this is not a surprise at all. Many of us saw the ecosystem push coming, but even internal documents confirmed it. And now I expect the Xbox gaming brand to always be couched in this way. Xbox is no longer a console. It's something significantly bigger than that. And Satya's answer gives insight into why they are shifting focus away from just being a console platform. So this was the question that was asked, okay? The guy says, now the Activision Blizzard deal has finally been approved. Why is that so important? $65 billion is quite a price, okay? After establishing, Satya sort of establishes that Microsoft is excited about the acquisition. He did indicate they've always done three things. Development tools, proprietary software, 
and gaming. So when he turned to talk about gaming, he said the following. He said, if I look at it, the amount of time people allocate to gaming is going up. And Gen Z is going to do more of that. The way games are made, the way games are delivered, is changing radically, whether it's mobile or consoles or PCs or even the cloud. So in my mind, this is evolution language. He sees the way games are made and delivered changing rapidly, changing radically, which means it's not just changing quickly. He's seeing it as this is a radical change. This has been pretty significant. And then he basically mentions every platform type. And it's hard to disagree with what he's saying, right? Gaming is changing, and it's going to continue with the growth of cloud, with the growth of mobile gaming, as well as AI and machine learning technology. He even indicates later in an interview that AI is Microsoft's biggest potential for growth and opportunity. A lot of companies are really trying to dive in and utilize AI. But back to his answer. So that's essentially how he sets the stage, right? That everything is changing with the way games are made and delivered, and he mentions basically every platform type, and he continues the thought, and he says, so we're looking forward to really doubling down both as a game producer and a publisher. Now we'll be one of the largest game publishers, and also as a company that's building platforms for it. So I think these things go in hand, hand in hand. Suddenly having a significantly larger amount of game property and being such a large publisher, doubling down would be the next logical step, right? You're not going to buy all this property and be like, well, let's just keep kind of doing what we're doing. No, it's like, no, we have all this property. It's time to double down. So what does this mean? Can we expect more first-party games from Xbox in the future? Or, given this statement, it followed language about how game dev and delivery is changing radically along with ecosystem-centric language, does doubling down look different than what a lot of people are expecting? I think a lot of people looked at this deal and thought, man, my Xbox is about to get so many games and Game Pass is going to get so many games, but it could look very different in the future given how much money they can make in the cloud and in mobile, especially if you consider the following answer to a question about decisions that he might regret. So like, are there any decisions that you might regret and everything that's happened? And he said, the decision I think a lot of people talk about and one of the most difficult decisions I made when I became CEO was our exit of what I'll call the mobile phone as defined then. In retrospect, I think there could have been ways we could have made it work by perhaps reinventing the category of computing between PCs, tablets, and phones. So you can see there, he's again, he's thinking about unifying PCs, tablets, and phones, right? And he's sort of regretting getting out of the mobile environment this doesn't surprise me right right as the mobile market sort of exploding microsoft was like making their exit which i'm sure there is a lot of regret there in fact not taking the iphone seriously and pushing harder into mobile was the thing that the former ceo steve ballmer regretted the most he said that in an interview it's like we didn't take that seriously enough he didn't even think the iphone was going to be in demand in the business world because it lacked a keyboard now consider all of that in light of the recent revenue reports from xbox right according to windows central they were reporting on fiscal year 24 quarter one and said the following despite a seven percent decrease year over year in console sales xbox overall enjoyed a nine percent increase in revenue driven by its content and services xbox game pass for first-party game releases like Starfield and success for third-party titles are driving Xbox forward. Now that Activision Blizzard is a member of the Xbox family, it'll be interesting to see if Xbox can maintain and even increase its momentum in following financial quarters. 
Now, you might start to see the picture that I'm weaving here. The CEO of Microsoft is stressing radical changes in game development and game delivery, while wanting to double down as a game publisher and game developer. A consistent regret of Microsoft CEOs has been lack of presence in mobile. Phil Spencer numerous times said one of the primary driving factors of this deal was King Mobile. And then their revenue, the Xbox revenue for content and services goes up while hardware goes down. According to Benji Sales on Twitter, Satya Nadella announces on the Microsoft earnings call that Starfield launch generated the highest single day of Game Pass subscribers in the history of the service. So all of this is happening while hardware sales didn't see an increase but a decrease. So if you're Microsoft, if you're Xbox, you're like, what did Starfield impact the most? Revenue and Game Pass. Did it impact hardware sales? No, hardware sales went down. So, you can see the picture I'm painting here. That's not going to be a priority going forward. Consoles are not doing well for them. And this leads to my next section. What will doubling down look like? The way I see this is if you can't serve, in my opinion, you cannot serve every part of the platform or every part of the ecosystem equally. Flagship console games aren't exactly the kind of games that will appeal to the larger mobile or cloud audience. I believe the greatest opportunities for growth for Xbox's ecosystem is not in the console realm. I don't think it's in the PC realm because I think Steam is a huge barrier of entry there. I think the greatest opportunity for growth for Game Pass is the cloud and mobile playing on a tablet, playing on a smart TV, playing on a phone. And mobile games, games that work in that environment, they don't make the ones that make the most money. They're not exactly what you would put front and center on a console or a PC. Now, this doesn't mean that flagship console games are competing for money or funding versus the mobile games, but at some level, that's kind of how it might work. And since we're talking about Satya Nadella, consider the following, okay? Someone by the name of Welfare JPB tweeted this as a reminder of what the Microsoft CEO thinks about exclusives. This was the tweet. About Xbox hardware, Satya Nadella has already said in front of the FTC that if it were up to him, Xbox would not do exclusives. Xbox was told to focus on P&L over console sales back in 2020 and 2021. It sucks, but Microsoft is more focused on everything that isn't the console. It's really hard to disagree with that, given everything we've seen. There's literally a slide that got leaked by the FTC that says they're no longer a console generation, they're an ecosystem generation. So if you take that and you weigh it with the hardware for Xbox the last four quarters, it starts to paint, I think, a picture of what I'm kind of talking about here. And I wanted you to get a visual. Okay, this is from Zubitech. Now, this is Xbox hardware the last four quarters. Down 7%. Down 13%, down 30%, down 13%. So all of this, in my mind, just paints a very bleak picture for a big push for console flagship games to be made or even next-gen power to be a focus. Hardware just looks less and less to be a prominent focus. It's not doing anything for Xbox. It's not seeing an uptick even from their biggest launch of Starfield. Beyond that, if your hardware saturation is struggling and you're on pace to fall below the previous generation, wouldn't it make sense to seek growth elsewhere? Phil Spencer admitted in emails they had constrained console production 
for the cloud. He said in the kind of funny interview that they can't out console Sony with an 11 out of 10 game. But what he said after is incredibly important. Everybody focused on the we can't out console Sony. But what he said after I think touches on something that Satya Nadella said. Phil Spencer said, we have to go off and do our own thing with Game Pass with stuff uh, with the stuff that we do with xCloud and the way we build our games. So he sees their path going out from console. We have to go out on our own, okay? We got to use Game Pass, xCloud, and then he mentions the way we build our games. Satya said the way games are made is changing radically. And then Phil mentions the way they build their games in sort of a sentence about he's almost using jettison language. We have to jettison out and do our own thing. We're not really doing the console battle. In other words, their future is Game Pass, the cloud, and fundamentally changing how they make games, which begs the question, what does that mean? What will this look like in the future? Will traditional console flagship development get less priority? It's the smallest portion of their potential audience. They're losing console customers to Sony in their home market in the U.S. Console sales are set to fall behind the previous generation, and the previous generation was very bad for Xbox. It would not make economical sense to prioritize the Xbox console audience. They're small and they're shrinking. Due to the Activision Blizzard King merger, listen to what Benji Sales tweeted. Microsoft Gaming forecast growth next quarter with Activision Blizzard Edition. Gaming revenue growth in the mid 40%. Content and services growth in the mid 50%. That's huge, right? That's big growth for a quarter. Now, this is going to be a one-time jump due to the massive amount of you know new revenue influx from suddenly owning ABK. This is why I said this sort of feels like Halo versus Farmville. My fear is that the traditional flagship console titles simply will not be a strong priority. They have lost that war. They have lost that fight. If they don't believe that an 11 out of 10 Starfield will change that front and that they have to go out on their own with Game Pass and xCloud, the type of games to feed that sort of a system will be more on the mobile, more on the casual, approachable side of things. Games you play on a phone, a tablet, or a smart TV won't be games like Hellblade 2 or Starfield. They'll be games like Farmville. Why? Well, that audience is massive, and appealing to them is going to be a huge focus for Xbox. Now, does this mean traditional studios get tasked with making games like Fallout Shelter and Mighty Doom. It's very possible. They have a lot of nostalgic property now. Uh, Does this mean that traditional studios are maybe closed down or downsized because their games and their property just really don't move the cloud or the game pass needle? That's also very possible, which is why I want to end by talking about what I want to see, okay? I want to end on a hopeful note. Because I do think there are elements of this that could go a completely different direction and really benefit those of us that want to see Xbox stand tall in the next-gen console market, as well as the generation after this. Like, I want them to push hard in those avenues. Because Xbox now owns an absolute mountain of franchises. They own so much IP that they could leverage in the console and the PC space. More than that, if Satya Nadella gets his way and they move away from exclusives, a lot of those franchises could see 
profit, big profit potential on PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC. So the first thing that I would want to see in the result of this merger is I want to see more first-party next-gen games. This generation of console has been incredibly disappointing for Xbox Series X owners. And now Xbox has no excuse to not bring a steady flow of great AAA next-gen titles. You have so much content and so much bandwidth that should be something that's happening consistently. They don't even have to be exclusive, right? Because you could just throw them on Game Pass, and that's really appealing to Game Pass. If you're trying to grow Game Pass, but you're also trying to double down as a publisher, it would make sense to take some of these really big franchises, make them awesome, sell them everywhere, and then you throw them on Game Pass. That adds value to Game Pass and potentially helps grow the Game Pass footprint, but it also makes you money on the other platforms. The other thing that is related to this that I want to see is I want to see consistent cadence. The rhythm of high quality games from Xbox has been shaky the last three years. That should no longer be a problem going forward. Again, my concern is a lot of focus will be placed on the mobile audience, on the the sort of cloud audience. Because when I say cloud audience, I'm not talking about people using the cloud to game. I'm talking about people who are not currently interested in a console or a PC, but they might play through the cloud on like a tablet or a television, okay? People playing on phones, tablets, and smart TVs, I just don't think the games that will appeal to them will be the type of games that folks like myself want to see. We want to see Hellblade 2. We want to see Fable be amazing, right? We want to see what Rare's cooking up with Everwild. These are not the types of games that will be prioritized in an ecosystem that sees most of its growth opportunities in the cloud and mobile. Again, this is just my opinion, but that's where I think things might head, which is why I'm like, listen, I don't want you to do that. And that's related to the next thing I want to see from Xbox in the future. I do not want to see them pivot from hardware. If they pivot from hardware, I highly doubt they will create games that I want to play. Because you move hardware with games like Spider-Man 2, a game that is pushing the envelope of next-gen power and ray tracing and new innovative ways to traverse the world or fast travel. The minute moving hardware is not a priority, next-gen power and next-gen graphics, it will no longer be a thought. It will no longer be a focus. So... I, I will concede this though. Advancement in xCloud with respect to capacity and power could change that. But for now, when you do xCloud, they give you an Xbox Series S profile and the cloud capacity for xCloud has been pretty constrained. It's been a problem. It's not been great. So all of that would have to dramatically change. We would have to see significant upticks in xCloud power capacity and quality in order for me to be like, oh no, they're pivoting from hardware, but they're still going to make really, really impressive looking games because the xCloud can run them. But not only do I not want to see them pivot from hardware last, but certainly not least, I don't want to see them pivot from flagships. Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Spider-Man 2 dropped on the same weekend. Flagships move the industry. They move revenue and They're extremely fun to play. Why? Well, because flagships have to be excellent. They are brand-defining, customer-winning, needle-moving, important games. Xbox has a Scrooge McDuck-sized vault of games that they can use. I do not want to see them pivot away from flagships or leverage flagships to do things like Mighty Doom, 
and Fallout Shelter. You might enjoy those games, but if that's what they start using Iconic Property for, that's not interesting to me. I want to see them take old classics or really strong flagships and make them excellent and awesome so that I can play them either on my PC or my Series X. So what does Xbox doubling down as a game publisher and developer look like? Well, it could certainly go into territory that just doesn't interest me as a consumer. If they heavily emphasize cloud and mobile style games that are more casual, more approachable, that's just not at all something that interests me. However, this could lead to brighter and far greener pastures. So let me give you my thoughts And my conclusion on this, Xbox is now in a position to have more games and more releases than Nintendo and Sony combined, right? Especially with Phil saying they're open to revisiting older games. Now, obviously, some of this will take time. I don't think they can, like, flip a switch and have, like, eight games a month or something like that. I'm not being unrealistic. I know this will take time. But once the train starts moving, I expect a steady rhythm, and I also expect high quality. However, the second thing I want to say is, Given the financials, I cannot help but see a future where Xbox abandons high-powered hardware. They kind of already have abandoned high-powered hardware. They're focusing on the Series S. Series X is like an afterthought. And if they're focusing on the Series S and their greatest opportunities for growth are cloud and mobile, I really see a future potential where they would do that. And I really hope that is not the case. With the amount of property they now own, they could stand incredibly tall as a next-gen game publisher, especially if they decide that exclusives are just not worth it. Exclusives don't move the needle, okay? The other side of this, you know, to the to the hardware coin, is they could look at PC, they could look at PlayStation and Nintendo as markets that are just ripe for profit. If the next Nintendo is able to get the level of performance that we're hearing about with DLSS, you could start to see a lot of multi-plat games from Xbox. Xbox could become a massive console game publisher and when you're making games for the buy to play markets like playstation pc and nintendo the games have got to be awesome or you're going to suffer you know revenue loss you can't just throw it out there and be like well if it's no good no big deal like in a buy to play market the games have to be excellent that could be a really really good spot for a lot of these titles to land but it could also go the other way cloud and mobile could win the day Microsoft could say, Xbox could say, listen, hardware and consoles, it just that's just not in our future. I mean, it'll be a part of the ecosystem, but it's just not going to be the priority. It's going to be a diminished priority because we're not making a ton of money over there. We're, we're shrinking on that side of the ecosystem. They're going to go where there are way more customers. So my conclusion is this. The evolution of Xbox into an ecosystem just got massively accelerated. As Phil Spencer said in the Kind of Funny interview, the Activision deal is not their strategy. It's an accelerant to their strategy. What that strategy looks like long term is somewhat unknown. I just can't look at the ecosystem picture from the FTC leaks and not see dilution. If you're making games for mobile, cloud, PC, console, tablets, I don't see flagships like Starfield or Hellblade 2 being a top priority. They're expensive. They take a long time to make and they hit and they matter to the smallest portion of the ecosystem. Really think about that. All the money and the time that's going into a game like Fable. It's taking a long time to come to market. It's expensive and it's hitting the smallest portion of their ecosystem. 
You're not going to convert people to play on like a mobile phone or an iPad or a TV with Fable. That audience isn't looking for games like Fable because that audience, if they were looking for games like Fable, they would have a console. They'd be a console or a PC gamer. Those games are more appealing to us, more long-standing, more traditional gamers. So games like that being as expensive as they are and how long it takes them to bring to market, I just see them being deprioritized going forward. And I really hope that I'm wrong. Big AAA next-gen flagship console games have a lot standing against them. Only time will tell if they survive or fade into the background. And that's the show up. And thank you guys so much for being here. There is also an Xbox stream today. We will be co-streaming that. Many of you may have been asking that during the show open. I can't see chat when I am doing the show open uh so i appreciate you guys being here make sure you smash the like button over 600 people are here i would love to know your input on this what do you think if you're watching the past broadcast feel free to leave a comment below make sure you're also smashing like when you're watching the past broadcast uh is is this a potential reality that we see as they quote unquote double down and starting the day, our daily goal already has big chunks taken out of it. Han shot first, and so did you. Alex with a five bomb. Detonator with a five bomb. Raymond with a single gifted. That takes us to 11 members already. You guys have about 2,300 members. 2,750 is the next big goal. If you guys want to have a massive day, go for it. That will open a community game night. You unlocked Friday night. We'll do two scary game nights. We'll be doing Alan Wake this Friday night. My wife and I, it'll be hilarious. There's a Don't Scream scary game we might do the following week. That'll be funny as well. Having my wife in the room when I play a scary game is a real treat. Captain Steve hit six months of membership. Think game companies with Game Pass taking revenue will perhaps open up more of a focus on season passes, microtransactions, and DLC. That's also a possibility. Chronic Spin Dash comes back in as a member with a red badge. Appreciate you guys being here today. And don't forget, we will be co-streaming the Xbox Partner Preview that they're doing today. We will be uh, co-streaming that. They are going to be showing like Alan Wake. Um, Hang on. I can go to it right now and tell you what they're going to be showing uh, because they have it in the uh, the description. Let me hide their chat there. Uh, no, it was in their tweet. I'm sorry. It's not in the description. It's like Alan Wake... And a bunch of other third-party titles, uh, which I'll be interested to see if people criticize that. Like a Dragon will be there. Ark Survival Ascended or Extended. It was on my screen for really quickly. I couldn't read it. DK Beggar with a single gifted member. Thank you so much. Taking us to 12 already, halfway to 25. Every 25, I give five back. My gifteds count in the total for the milestones. Mons Quisitor says Microsoft will open a new mobile store and like Satya says they uh, regret killing the Windows phone so they'll bring back a Windows phone 100%. Yeah, I should have included that in in the in the show opening monologue about how uh, during it might have been the CMA. I forget which regulator it was. We learned during that time that Microsoft plans to build a mobile storefront. They want to rival their uh, their competitor. They want to rival Apple. Basically, is is kind of it was it was phrased in a way that made it sound like they were wanting to you know rival rival their you know the other people and out there people think that like basically like the Google Play Store and uh, and Apple. It's like well they have a duopoly is essentially what people refer to it as. 
And Microsoft's like, we're going to come out here and have our own storefront. And I actually think that's part of the ecosystem plan, right? They may even call the entire thing Game Pass. I don't know. I'm not sure what they'll call it. But I think that's the goal. And that's why I'm concerned. I'm like, okay, if that's how you're going to take things, and if in your mind, the and it's not even in their mind. This is just facts, and they've basically said this. The greatest opportunities for growth for Xbox are mobile and cloud. Basically, phones, tablets, and TVs. They've lost the console fight. So it's like, I just, I, why would they give priority to big AAA flagship console games? I just, why? What would be the point? They're extremely expensive. They can spend a fraction of the money and bring and bring projects to bear and bring them to the market significantly faster if they focus on mobile, if they focus on more like approachable cloud, more silly games. And I don't have a problem with that. Listen, there's a market for that. I'm not going to denigrate people who play on phones. That's why I said in the show up and I was like, that just doesn't interest me. That that means you're going to start making games that I'm just like, ah, it's great. I mean, I know people love Farmville, but that just doesn't interest me. That's not the kind of games that I like to play. Microsoft has 15 years of Apple dominance to overcome. The phone fight was over before it started. Here's my pushback on that, Graydon. I I do think they are starting from behind, all right? Of their own doing, of their own doing, right? The former CEO didn't take the iPhone serious, okay? But I think they have a massive amount of property to throw at this. They're not just trying to compete with Apple the way that, like, Epic Game Store is. Epic Game Store is like, hey, come use us instead of Steam. And it's like, people are like, "Mm, we don't care. What's good feed? I see you in the chat. The difference here, they're coming to the market, allegedly, according to their own documentation. They're going to come to the market with a storefront. And they also have a ton of property. They can control where that property goes. You know, they can control where those games land. So, you know, Apple and the Google Play Store might suddenly find themselves without certain games. You know, hey, you don't need to go to them anymore for that. You can do it right through your browser, right on your phone, via the cloud. Like, they helped, they helped Fortnite circumvent the Apple Store. They already know how to do it. Microsoft paved the way. It's like, (laughs) you tired of people spending money on V-Bucks and a portion of it having to go to Apple, which means you you have to increase the price? Hey, no problem. We have a cloud solution for that. You can go right around the Apple Store, and people can play right through the browser via the cloud, which means they have the technology, and now they have the treasure trove of IP to say... (laughs) You don't need to go to Apple for any of this. You can come to us, right? Microsoft has to kick it up in hardware, software, and service uh, area, pun intended. They have already made great strides with the Surface laptops in terms of hardware. Right. When I brought up hardware during the show open, I was specifically talking about Xbox. I'm not necessarily going to speak to Microsoft's hardware efforts because I'm not educated on it. I've not researched it. But I was looking at the financials and the projections for Xbox hardware. And my point was, this market's shrinking. 
you're losing to Sony in your home market. There's an uh, there's an uptick of PlayStation's PlayStation fives in the U.S. and there's a downturn uh, of Xboxes. What that is is that's consumer migration. People are like, I'm going to get a PlayStation five. Okay, Spider Man is certainly going to help with that. That number that we keep seeing where the the divide from PlayStation five and Series sales by the time we get to January, it's going to be even 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 larger. I think because of because of the next couple of months of just Spider Man alone moving that not only that we're seeing modern warfare 3 uh modern warfare 3 call of duty bundles we're seeing those in the wild so you know playstation's got a lot in their corner there for that hardware fight they've got call of duty and spidey for the quarter of the year where people spend tons of money on video games right the fourth quarter is 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 go time right you got the holidays everybody's going to be going nuts so that divide's going to get even bigger and that's why when i look at that i'm like Microsoft's going to say, listen, we got a lot of great property. Eugene already put it in the chat. Why don't we uh, do Diablo Immortal 2? And uh, eh, there's no real reason to do Diablo 5. Now, the pushback would be, that's that's something Eugene has predicted. He's not saying that's going to happen. He's saying that could happen. That could happen. They could look at the numbers and say, Bigger audience, more money, let's do Diablo Mortal 2, Diablo 5. You guys threw blood, sweat, and treasure at Diablo 4 for years. I'm fast-forwarding into the future, by the way. Like, Diablo 4 is trying to fix itself, right, over the next however many years. The pushback on some of these titles would be, well, but Lono, you're ignoring the fact that that's a multi-plat, right? Diablo is a multi-plat, so they're making money on all the platforms. They're making money on PC. They're making money on PlayStation, so I think that's a fair pushback. So that would mean then you're going to maybe see Xbox lean into multi-plat publishing of console PC games more than flagship first-party exclusives. Right? Because what's moving the needle for Microsoft to say well, we're going to make a ton of money on this. Let's do that. What's going to move the needle? Well, mobile, cloud accessible games that you can play through like a tablet or, you know, like a TV. And then multi-plats. I, I, I think first party flagship exclusives. I don't know. It'll be real interesting to see if they continue to do it. Because, for example, Starfield saw the biggest uptick of Game Pass subscribers they've ever seen. In the same time that was happening, their hardware sales go down. Their percentages drop. What that what that communicates is the big flagship title that hit Game Pass helped Game Pass, but it didn't help with console saturation. Like it didn't have this big boost of sales of consoles. So when I look at that, I say, okay, wouldn't Xbox then consider, let's just consider the Elder Scrolls 6. They've, they've indicated like that that's going to be an exclusive. They could always change that. They could always change that. They could say, hey, look, Elder Scrolls 6, similar to Starfield, is going to have a big uptick in uh, Game Pass subscribers. We'll throw it on Game Pass day and date, and, you know, our existing user base 
they'll respond to that you know there's a lot of elder scrolls fans out there there are a lot of people who own both consoles they own the you know the xbox and the playstation 5 they would potentially then get on game pass to play the elder scrolls 6 and elder scrolls 6 is multi-plat now we might as well sell it everywhere because this isn't moving the needle on hardware it's not helping us grow our console footprint so it's not gonna hurt to have it on their consoles are you tracking with the logic if Starfield doesn't call a boot, it does, if it doesn't cause a boost in hardware sales, then they're not going to see Elder Scrolls 6 as a way to leverage it to get console sales. So when Phil Spencer says an 11 out of 10 Starfield isn't going to make us out console Sony, when he says that we have no plans to convince you to buy an Xbox with Call of Duty, right? That could be the end, or or maybe uh, it'll be very rare to see a big AAA first party exclusive to the Xbox, to the Xbox, to the console. Well, I mean, it hits console and PC. Because listen, if they if they would have thrown, if they would have thrown Starfield on the PlayStation Five, would that have affected the Would that have affected anything? They didn't see an increase in console sales. And they saw an uptick in Game Pass subscribers. Does does putting it on PlayStation threaten that at all? I don't think so. They may crunch the numbers and say, listen, Elder Scrolls 6, day and date on Game Pass. It'll cause a, a boost in Game Pass numbers. You know, we'll have it on PC as well. And there's no reason to not put it on, on, on PlayStation because it's not a threat to what we're doing. Because these games are not influencing console sales. We're not having an uptick in console sales. So... It doesn't hurt to put it on PlayStation. It's not a console mover. It's a Game Pass subscriber number mover. Yo, Brightside gifts a member. Thank you so much. And takes us to 13. Super, super thankful for all you guys that gift members on the regular. If you guys can't become a member on your own, try to watch as often as you can. A lot of generous people here, and you might get one. Hit that like button. If you want to talk in my chat, hit subscribe, and you'll be able to join the conversation. Game Pass subscribers went up because maybe PlayStation users got Game Pass for a month to try it out. Eric, that's exactly right. There are people who have both a PlayStation and both an Xbox. Now, if Elder Scrolls 6 hits, and I can buy it on my PlayStation 5, or I can get it on Game Pass, where do you think I'm going to play it? It's not a threat to have it in both places. It just isn't. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm playing on Game Pass. For all we know, they were down 15 to 20% before Starfield. Okay, so it was still down, though. It was still a negative number, Daniel. So you're saying, oh, well, the negative number's not as high because of Starfield. Th- that's not the point. The point is, we didn't. Ha- they didn't have a positive net of consoles negative whatever the negative was was it seven negative seven again you get the point the point being if if starfield think about starfield if starfield with the marketing power and the seo power and the awareness of starfield if even that they saw their greatest gains where in game pass subscribers in the quarter that Starfield launched, Xbox saw a 7% reduction in hardware compared to the prior year. 
In no way can you call Starfield a console mover. That's the point. Compared to the last year, they sold less consoles. That's the point. Like, if Starfield can't affect that metric, if you're like, well, without Starfield, instead of a negative 7%, it would have been a negative 15%. Okay, you might be right. You might be right. It might have cushioned it a little bit to be like, well, they were on pace to be at like a negative 15, you know, on hardware sales compared to last year. And Starfield caused an uptick, but but not enough to get them out of the negatives, right? The point being, it didn't cause them to have an uptick compared to the previous year. And if you're looking at the financials of that, you I'm not saying they will conclude this. I'm saying there's a distinct possibility they conclude this is better for Game Pass. We, it, it, we, who cares if it's on the other console? Do you understand? It it'll grow Game Pass. It doesn't. It, it, it's it's not. It going on PlayStation is not a threat to anything because it's not. We're, we've lost the hardware fight. The hardware fight's over. And if the hardware fight's over, according to Phil Spencer, they have to go out on their own with Game Pass and X Cloud. And the way they make their games, this is his words, they have to go and do something different. Well, when Satya Nadella talks about, we're going to double down. He talks about the way that games are made, the way that games are delivered is changing radically. What do you think he's talking about when he says that? You think he's talking about consoles? Or do you think he's talking about the cloud? You think he's talking about the potential of a cloud ecosystem getting people on mobile devices? Because those are everywhere. And Phil Phil has said something to this in an interview about that you know they really wanted King. Everybody's got a phone. That's it. there was an email where he talked about that. One of, the, one of their one of their greatest opportunities is is mobile. You can't argue with that. He's not wrong at all. And it's not even that there's anything wrong with them doing that. It's just that's not where I game. I that doesn't matter to me. Imagine. Imagine that your favorite developer decided they were going to make mobile games instead of traditional console games. That would be upsetting, would it not? You'd be like, "Hey man, I don't I don't game over there. This is where I game." That's all I'm saying is they could come to the conclusion that all this property is a lot more valuable in a mobile cloud ecosystem as opposed to being a big triple-a next-gen flagship console mover because starfield even starfield didn't do it you're quoting an article that states xbox sales are up a thousand percent but microsoft themselves say they're down seven who are you going to believe wait somebody's quoting an article that says that according to vg charts for the september month sony sold one million more playstation 5s than xbox I mean, I'm not concerned about the... The PlayStation 5 sales are more a comparison point to indicate migration than anything. Xbox is on pace to fall behind their previous gen. PlayStation's up over their previous gen. That's customer migration, right? Especially in the US. It's, It's pretty deducible at this point that in Microsoft's home market, PlayStation's taking customers. There, There are people right now buying... PlayStation 5s and not continuing their journey with Xbox where Prototype 3 and Evil bet those games won't happen 
uh, in my stream about the Xbox Activision deal and like what's going to happen in the in the near future, I said I would love a brand new, awesome next gen prototype. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be sick. Like somebody posted that this morning. Somebody had a really really great video showing off the traversal in Spider-Man 2 and I was like, oh my gosh, this traversal is just unmatched. And somebody replied and they were like, man, I really want Microsoft to do something with prototype. And I'm like, I do too. I think that'd be awesome. Microsoft isn't going to continue to research, develop, manufacture, and then subsidize premium consoles when they're only moving 40-ish million each gen. I think that's a well-made point. I do. I I think their lean away from hardware has already happened with the Series S over the X. I think that's kind of the beginning stage of that just isn't their focus. It it just isn't their focus. I think their focus is it's software. It's like software ecosystem driven. If we can have software everywhere, great. Like they're going to look to, I said this in my previous coverage. I feel like Call of Duty to them, Call of Duty to them is another Minecraft. It's a great way to make a ton of money on a popular piece of property and then kind of put it everywhere. I don't think they have any plans to disrupt Call of Duty. I don't. I, when Phil Spencer says they don't have any plans to do anything with it as far as like exclusivity and stuff, I, yeah, he's telling the truth. He is. There would be no reason. There's there's no money in it. There's no money in them doing that. It would hurt them significantly if they did that. But that also means big time first party AAA next gen flagship console games. I I don't think they're a priority going forward. I just don't. That's not hate. That's a concern and a prediction. I said in my in my show open, I want to see more premium first party AAA games. I that's what I want to see from them. You got way too much property to not give me a couple bangers a year. A couple bangers a year, okay? With with less studios, with less studios, PlayStation had three really good next-gen games last year. They had uh, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West, and God of War Ragnarok. And they got way less property and way less studios. So I'm going to look at Xbox and be like, I expect more from you. You have more. You have more money, you have more property, you have more studios, more bandwidth. I expect some bangers every year. Why should you not? The other thing I want, better cadence. You can't have these big dry spells. Phil Spencer admitted 2022 was a disaster. You can't have that when you own this much property. There's no excuse for that. But I also said, I don't want them to pivot from hardware. And I don't want them to pivot from the flagships. The titles that define the brand. I don't want them to do that either. Because I fear they will. Jim says at least two bangers a year. Microsoft should be able to hit four. Thank you for the $5 super chat tip. Gaunter O'Dim. There's overlap between traditional and mobile gamers, but they're not the same. If they were smart, they should treat them as separate markets. Okay. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. My concern is that... They're seeing diminished growth in hardware, consoles specifically. And if they're seeing diminished growth there, they could respond to that in one of two ways. They could try and spin that back up again. I don't think they're going to. Phil Spencer all but admitted that. There's emails where he said, we're constraining console production for cloud. We're not going to out-console Sony. 
I don't think they respond to their diminished success and their 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 lowered and fledgling numbers in console. I don't think they respond to that by being like, well, let's throw a war chest at it and get that back up and running. I think they respond to it with a pivot of prioritization. They're going to prioritize mobile and cloud. I think you're going to see a lot of Fallout shelters and mighty dooms on the way. That's what I think. Ragnarok with a $5 super chat tip. Xbox Gamer here. How long do you think before we see a game on the X and not the S? That'll never happen. Never. I mean it. That's a strong word. Never. That'll never happen. No. Because the Series S is is their largest... They, they've had the most sales from the Series S. It would make literally no sense to sell anything just on the Series X. I'm dead serious. They, they, it, they, there would be no reason to do that. That's such a small footprint. Selling any game only on the Series X would be a complete and utter waste of time. There's no way a third-party company is going to convince Xbox to do it. There's no way Xbox is going to do that to themselves. There's no way they would ever do that. The X is literally pointless. It feels that way. It feels that way to me. I don't see a reason to use it. If I want to play a game from them, I'll likely play it on my uh, my PC. I'll invest relatively soon in the near future I'll invest in a beastly PC and I'll just probably never really look back because they've made it clear what their priorities are and people act like that's hate that's logical deduction what else am I supposed to deduce I'm not a priority you don't market to me anymore you don't talk about the performance I'm going to get on the Series X you don't and the big, big performance we were promised in a game like like Forza Motorsport, for example, you didn't even deliver on that. So my confidence is shaken. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm probably better off playing on PC. You know, that's not hate. That's just, that's like a logical deduction. It's like, yeah, you're not prioritizing me. And and being in denial about that, I, I like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious what's going to happen if... Anything I've said today, if even something in the close approximation of what I've said comes true, if we start to see that push of more games like Mighty Doom and Fallout Shelter. Eugene says their cloud is S-based profiles. Right now, they have to make games run on an S to reduce their cloud capabilities. Right, when you play on xCloud, you're playing on a Series S profile. That's another reason where I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be getting big AAA next-gen bangers. It's not a priority. Why would, Why is it not a priority? Because the footprint... Think about this. Think about this. This is... I'm telling you. This is so logical. This is not hateful at all. Think about the number of their consumers that benefit from like a next-gen banger. Who, who who benefits from that? Series X owners would benefit from that. 
that's the smallest portion of their consumer base. Now, somebody might say, whoa, 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 what about PC? What about PC? Okay, hang on a minute. We've consistently seen problems with the Xbox Store having lower reviews than a game landing in Steam because the Xbox Store is... It, on PC, it's arguably pretty terrible. I believe even Phil Spencer said something to that effect in an interview. Like, we need we need to make that better. That needs to be improved. He said something to this. He wasn't saying that it was bad. Like, he's, he's being, he's being, you know, careful with his words. But it's like, that, that is, that is awful over there. So, if you right now are, are Microsoft, if you're Xbox and you're strategizing, what type of games are you building? Are you building a game that puts ray tracing in every mode? No. Series S can't do ray tracing. Are are they are they going to build a game that pushes the graphical envelope that pushes performance? No, because their primary system can't do it. So that's not going to be a priority for them. This has to make you question and wonder what games like Fable and avowed like what are they going to look like are they going to be the the next gen tour de forces that we were hoping to see like hellblade 2 i think is going to be a great test case because they're showing off the the graphical fidelity and prowess of that game in my mind i i'm probably gonna have to play that on my pc None of this is hate. I just, again, I feel like it's totally logical. This guy really hates Xbox, but he disguises it well. That's simply untrue. That's just a, a false claim. That's 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 propaganda from people that don't want you to watch me. You should always be questioning why somebody is trying to motivate you to not watch my program. I don't hate them at all. I have more games, more history a higher gamer score, a bigger library with Xbox. I bought their next-gen console first. I said that Halo Infinite could be an esports giant. I, I'm worried and looking and saying, if you read what Sati is saying and you read what Phil is saying, I really think they're moving away from what I prioritize. I prioritize premium triple a next gen experiences that's what i want that's what i'm that's what i want to see that's why i love all the hellblade stuff i'm like this stuff looks freaking awesome i hope this game they can really deliver because i love the first game uh hang on i gotta thank a 20 dollar super chat from subestive this makes no sense if this was the case they would have had an easier go with sony when they asked for all the bethesda games Microsoft has no plans for third party. If this was the case, Sony would have come to the table sooner. I'm not tracking with your logic. I don't know. What what are you pushing back on that I said that makes no sense? You're peddling propaganda against Xbox disguised as worry? How is it propaganda to quote a man and then say, look at the revenue, look at their greatest opportunity for growth? How is that propaganda? Do you know what propaganda is? Like, theorizing that they might say, we can make more money over here. We're, we're not growing over here. Our greatest opportunities for growth are over here. Like, Phil Spencer said this. This was from the Brazilian regulators, I believe, when he said they had already kind of plateaued with Game Pass on console. 
and he said that he saw their greatest opportunity for growth on PC and mobile. Well then, okay, when I look at PC, Speculation City, yes, that's what people do on the internet. We speculate. We look at what somebody says and we speculate what happens. Jason, you've been around for a long time. I don't understand what's so disturbing to you about a show where I speculate. I've done the same thing about Sony. I have speculated based on what we've seen and what we know about game development that all of their live service games won't make it to market. Is that propaganda against Sony for me to speculate that? Did that ruffle your jimmies when I did that and then talked about that? I I speculated that a lot of those would get canceled. I speculated that The Last of Us Factions 2 was likely just going to get canceled and completely shelved. Was that propaganda against Sony when I speculated that? Was that really upsetting for you for to, to hear me say that? Speculating that a company is going to look at the biggest gaming market, mobile, and say, look at that. Whoa. That's our greatest opportunity for growth. There's documents that indicate they want to make a mobile storefront. So they want to make a mobile storefront. They want to double down on game publishment and development. And when Satya says that they want to double down, he talks about how the way that games are engaged with, delivered, and made has radically changed. What's he talking about? Is is he talking about consoles? No. Didn't you just say they were spreading propaganda against you? Yes, smear merchant content that tries to convince people to not watch me is propaganda. Has anybody made a video and speculated about me? Or have they called me names and encouraged people to not watch me? Try to keep up, Jason. I'm not talking about people that make pro Xbox content. I was speaking specifically about people who say, he just hates Xbox, don't watch him. You should question why somebody's consistently trying to motivate you to not watch me. What are they worried about? That's all I said. And you want to turn it into like Xbox Defense Force because I'm speculating that Xbox might pivot away from what I prioritize. It's not hard to see they're already doing that. They're they're already pivoting away from what I prioritize. They constrain Series X production for cloud. I don't prioritize cloud. They, they they increased production and made a new version of the Series S. That That's pivoting away from what I prioritize. I'm here all the time and you talk out of both sides of your neck. I don't do that at all. I do not talk out of both sides. I'm literally establishing a pattern and looking at what the CEO said. I'm looking at what Phil Spencer says, and I'm like, they're pivoting over here, and that's not something that I I prioritize. That's that is not hateful at all. It isn't. Like that's just like they're making a shift, man. They're switching into an ecosystem. Cloud matters to them. Mobile matters to them. I I don't I don't. I, that's not something that matters to me. That's how is that hate to establish your own your own preferences and standards as a consumer and say I don't like that. Like if somebody came to me and said I really prioritize you know accessible backlog of games. I don't really like third person action adventure games. 
So I don't really I don't really want a PlayStation. Okay, I mean that's just establishing your customer preferences. You, that, that that's totally fine. It's totally fine to establish customer preferences and and uh, what 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 you like and saying that's not what I like. It's it's like saying I don't like turn based games. So when I see a game that's turn based, I'm like ah yeah that game's probably not for me. That's not hate. That's just establishing a standard that you have as a consumer, and then establishing what you might or or might or might not want to play or buy. Does that make sense? Hang on, Doc's in the chat. Doc Dark, what you saying? Hey, Lono, what's up, brother? Can Xbox succeed in gaming without a console? Right, and 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 that's what I've been saying. Is it just it really feels like the pivot from hardware is coming? Can Xbox do both? Be great at cloud and do the fancy AAA games? I'm not sure either, but wondering. I feel like there's two lanes here, Doc. There's two potential roads they go down. I do think they're going to want to continue to focus on titles that will make for great AAA multiplats because that can make them a ton of money. Call of Duty. I think I think Call of Duty in their mind is another Minecraft. Put it everywhere. Let's make a ton of money off of it. That's that's a road they're going to take. Now, I think when they go down that road, they could simultaneously be saying there's just not really a reason for us to be doing big big fancy AAA next gen exclusives. There's just no reason to do it. Why? I'll use Starfield as an example. Starfield, and remember, I'm saying exclusives. Starfield had their biggest growth of Game Pass ever, and they were down 7% on hardware compared to last year. So Starfield, as a giant title for them, wasn't enough to have their consoles outpace the previous year. So if I look at that, and I'm thinking at an executive level, I might say, okay... So when you put a really big title on Game Pass, it grows Game Pass subscriber numbers. It's no threat to hardware to have it on another system because this isn't moving hardware. We're not focusing on hardware. Like, th- th- you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, are they really going to want to do exclusives going forward? Like, is that really going to be a priority? If that's the result, Starfield, boom, for Game Pass. Hardware is still down. They might determine, I'm not saying they're going to, I'm saying there's a distinct possibility they look at that and say, it makes way more sense to put Elder Scrolls 6 day and date on Game Pass, have a big booming month for for, for Game Pass subscriber numbers, but we might as well put it everywhere else because we're not winning the console fight anymore. We're not winning the hardware fight. Do you see? It's no threat to us if we put it elsewhere because Starfield didn't move the hardware number enough. I mean, it might have moved it. It likely moved it a little bit, but they're still down 7% compared to last year. Hang on. Brap's in the house. What's good, Brap? $5 super chat from Brap. He says, Xbox hardware is no longer a priority for Microsoft. Microsoft wants Xbox software everywhere. I wouldn't expect a Series X version of hardware next gen. The boom only lasted a month. If they really care about play anywhere, then put it everywhere. Right, Doc. Right. Well, let's think about it from a completely different perspective. Let's think about um, 
the idea that a first party what did what did Phil Spencer refer to like a first party um no he talked about exclusives I'm sorry he didn't say first party he was talking about exclusives and he said they're marketing beats okay what are they marketing now are they marketing the console are they trying to get you on their console or are they trying to get you in their ecosystem so what would you do with an exclusive what what's it exclusive to well according to Phil they're not going to make games exclusive to game pass well it's exclusive to the console why to try to get people to buy the console oh well, if exclusives like Starfield aren't moving the console number, then what are you going to start doing with games as marketing beats? What are you going to start doing with them? It's not going to be about exclusive to Xbox. It's going to be about play it day one on Game Pass. Like that sentence every time. Play it day one on Game Pass. Nobody will care at that point about like, is it exclusive to the console? Because the idea in Xbox's mind is grow the ecosystem that's what matters you can play Elder Scrolls 6 on your TV day one through Game Pass now it's no longer a threat to put it on a competitor's console, why? you're not trying to out console Sony you're trying to grow an ecosystem and that's pretty compelling buy the game at full price on your PS5 or play it day one on Game Pass. Now again, xCloud has to really jump in quality for this to work. Let's just be honest. 1080 ain't going to cut it. The capacity problems ain't going to cut it. I firmly believe that Microsoft downplayed xCloud this year on purpose for the purposes of the merger. I think they've been holding off on increasing xCloud capacity, xCloud features, and xCloud quality. They're holding off. I don't think they care at all that Sony leapfrogged them to 4K and certain features. I don't think they care at all. If you see some of the financial reports for the growth of X of Microsoft Cloud Services with Azure, I don't think they're going to take xCloud falling behind PlayStation. They're not going to take that lying down. I think they waited. If they would have been absolutely banging out updates and capacity and improving xCloud this year and growing the number of users on xCloud, that could have served to work against their aims to get an Activision Blizzard. So I feel like that's why this year has been like a stagnation year for xCloud, and it's literally by design. It's like, no, we don't, <laughs> we can't look impressive with xCloud right now. We're, we're trying to spend $69 billion. I got to go back up to some of these uh, super chats. Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. That's who Brap is, by the way. If you guys don't subscribe to Brap, you should. Basement Radio Arcade Podcast with a $5 super chat says, I agree that Microsoft views COD, COD like Minecraft. Phil said that they will not use COD to sell Xbox consoles. That's telling about their strategy. I covered that and I said that, Brap. I said that. I was like, this man just said one of the biggest piece of properties that we just bought we're not going to use it to try to sell consoles. Why? Why do I believe him? Well, because they've made it very clear selling consoles is not their concern. They're not concerned about that anymore. They voluntarily constrained console production <clears throat> for xCloud. Selling consoles is not is not on their top priority list. It just isn't. 
Bradster with two months. So if they remove the console from the ecosystem, I don't think they remove it. Purely cloud selling our systems? No, 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 no. No. I think the Series S is their future with console. Exclusive to the ecosystem. Exclusive to the ecosystem. Well, that would be exclusive to Game Pass then. Well, no, I guess you're right. They could say played exclusively on Xbox console, cloud, or PC. No, that's fair pushback. They could do that. They could do that. That's fair. That's fair. And a 20 bomb from Terminal Stupidity takes us to 33 members on the day. We haven't seen a lot of big bombs in a while, but Terminal Stupidity is going to walk in the room and just drop one. If you guys got a gifted member from him, be sure to say thank you. I got to make sure and say thank you to Ginger for 25 months of memberships. Thank you so much, Ginger. Now, that's fair pushback. Allow me to push back in my own in my own sort of way of viewing that. I think that's fair to say that they might still prioritize exclusives, but they'd be exclusives to the ecosystem. So let's use Elder Scrolls 6 as the test case again. They would say, okay, Elder Scrolls 6 is exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. You can play it. Tablet, phone, TV, console, PC. Whether you play it on the cloud or whether you play it on a console, right? They're sounding like a politician at that point. You know, we want you to be a part of our home or whatever. I guess my only thought on that is xCloud has to significantly, significantly increase in capacity and quality in order for that to work. Because if you're playing Elder Scrolls 6 on a TV through the cloud and it's running at 1080 and you got to wait for capacity and you're in a queue, that don't fly. That's not going to look good for for your brand. That's not going to win you customers. Now, somebody might say, that's fine. They have plenty of time to make xCloud better for games of that size because Elder Scrolls 6 is probably five or six years away. And that's plenty of time to increase cloud capacity, features, and quality. Yeah, Biggie Smalls is saying that xCloud could be uh, get a major upgrade by then. That's true. That's true. Now, I said that in the show open. I was fair. I said, there's a potential reality where they really increase cloud capacity and they make it awesome. And you know what that means? They got to deliver really awesome games to show that off, which means... I benefit because that's what I want. I want really awesome games. I want next-gen AAA flagships. Right? Like, that's what I want. And if you focus purely on, like, the cloud mobile accessible games, like games that are going to play well on a TV or a phone, that's not Hellblade 2. That's not Starfield. That's not Elder Scrolls 6. But if they can really up xCloud's quality, then you could potentially be like, hey, this game is running on hardware that's stronger than a PS6. Well, now you have my attention because if the latency's figured out and the quality's figured out, 
and you're running a game on a system, on hardware, on whatever, and it's better than a PS6, you're going to get my business. I'm not even going to wait. I'm not even going to wait. I'm going to hand you money at that moment. I'm going to play. I'm going to play this right now. Elder Scrolls 6 is running on hardware that's faster and stronger and better than a PS6. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm there. I have my own doubts about that coming to fruition. I do. I think xCloud... Let me walk that back. I think cloud gaming... I think cloud gaming has a long way to go. I do. I think it has a long way to go. And it's not because of Xbox, and it's not because of Sony. It's because of infrastructure. Like, the internet infrastructure is just butt in so many places. What's good, Doc? Good to see you back. Quintar drops a 10-bomb on the chat and takes us to 43. Little bit of a member train going on here. Jump on. If you guys can get us to 2750 on the member count, we will do a community game night. You don't want to miss those. They're a blast. So, we're in like the 23, maybe close to 2,400 members. Thanks to you guys and your generosity. Keep it going. Parasito says, Xbox Series is starting to feel more like a face-saving formality to stay relevant as opposed to a competitor this generation. Have used GeForce Now once on his question? I have looked into it, and the people who are out here like evangelizing for GeForce Now... That's why I'm thinking if xCloud can get to that level of fidelity, that would be compelling. Again, it's the infrastructure. If my internet sucks, if my neighborhood's oversold, if the node's bad, if the, if the lines are clogged, whatever. It doesn't matter how good your GeForce Now is. My internet can throw the whole thing off. Another one from Zachary Guy. He gifts a member. And another one from Ragnarok taking us to 45, setting up a nice, easy five-bomb dunker to 50. Who's going to dunk that one home? Thank you so much, Ragnarok. GeForce Now is so good. That's all I hear about GeForce Now is how great it is. And I'm like, sweet. But what if my internet's bad? What if I'm in a neighborhood where the internet sucks? What if it's great in the mornings and terrible in the evenings and that's when I can play? I'm talking about my internet, specifically. Cat Uncle with another membership and it's a member plus. Cloud gaming has a long way to go. Internet infrastructure is so inconsistent. Highest internet speed I can get is 20. No way I can cloud game. Right there. That's like that. That's not good for that consumer. If Xbox stops making consoles, I think most people will go PC versus PlayStation. Then move. Listen. I like gaming, but I don't like gaming that much, Ginger. <laughs> a single gifted from Big O comes in and gets us a little bit closer to the next milestone of 50. Every 25, I give five back to you. Thank you guys so much. And another one, Javier Cotto with a five bomb. And not just a five bomb, but the Agent of Chaos. And he pushes us to 51, which rolls us over to the next one. Thank you so much, Javier Cotto, for being the Agent of of chaos and this is why I said my show open I don't want Microsoft Xbox I don't want them to pivot away from hardware I don't want that I if they if they do that I don't care how good X cloud gets that's just a concern I have it's like I really don't know man I, if, if my internet's bad then I'm basically SOL there's nothing I can do about that as a consumer I don't have control over that piece of the puzzle. 
Does that make sense? I, I can't fix that. I can't do... I You know, we developed this amazing new car and it has all this great tech in it and it's super affordable. And I'm like, yeah, I, I live in an area where the roads are are old and bad and cracked and this car will break. It'll break down on those roads, right? It's like the infrastructure in some neighborhoods is just not there. Koei with 20 months of memberships. Welcome back, Koei. If Microsoft goes belly up, Xbox gamers are going to go to PlayStation. Why would Microsoft go belly up? They're one of the biggest companies in the world. A bunch of us asked that guy to show what he posted or what Lono said that was wrong and he never did it. What specifically are you talking about, Dave? Broken Lobo says... What if the Xbox Series X becomes the Series S equivalent next-gen if their strat is cloud-focused, providing they can really take advantage of DX12? Yeah, I don't know if they daisy-chain it like that, Broken Lobo. If it's always like... if So, like, when this gen started, they were still supporting the Xbox One for what? Like, Halo Infinite? Oh, there was a troll in chat saying I blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> um, so, will there be a time where they like sort of, it's like a daisy chain, they add a new chain link and they're like, okay, now we have a new Xbox and they support the S for a little while and then the S drops off and now it's the Series X and the and the new console or whatever. Hey, a brand new member, and he didn't even need it gifted to him. Chris Boker jumps in as a member. That counts in the total, by the way. You guys don't have to sit around and wait for a gift. You can jump in, get committed, five bucks a month. You get into my daily debrief. You get into uh, member streams on Friday nights where I hang out with my wife. They're hilarious streams. You get access to our members-only Discord. You get a badge next to your name and emotes. Consider doing that. It supports me directly. I do this full-time. We do a daily talk show. We do a daily upload today we're doing two live streams because we are going to co-stream the xbox stream now if you can't do a membership it supports the stream if you hit the like button and if you subscribe right that helps me the channel and this video it also ensures that you guys do not miss out you guys do not miss out on the content so thanks for being here if you cannot afford a membership that's totally fine those other things help and they also help you you might get a gifted membership when you're doing all those things the more you engage with the channel and the content the greater your chances of getting that eight months from zelda heart are you playing uh are you paying one of the kiddos to slowly spin the bag of delicious reforged roast where can we get that coffee again please remind me thank you so much zelda heart no it's literally like a jewelry you get this for like jewelry you know and it like rotates it i got this for the lego channel because i was going to put like mini figs on it or completed sets and like record shorts and then i decided well let's show off the coffee so if you guys are coffee drinkers and you want to buy some reforged roast it is not a sponsor i buy this it's shipped to my house and then my wife and kiddos ship it to you if you've never tried coffee before with balanced acidity you should try Reforge Roast. The light roast and the dark roast both feature balanced acidity. What that means is there's no bitterness. It's very smooth. People in the chat can tell you how good it is. So, appreciate that, uh, Zelda Heart. A gifted member from Mick do 9 keeping the member train going. If we hit 75, I'll give you guys a member count, and then I'll also owe you 15 members. Thank you, Mick do 9 Yo, what's good, Brooklyn Breed? 
Broken Lobo says, if the PlayStation 6 is, ju- is only marginally better than the PlayStation 5, Microsoft could get away with abandoning console entirely and using the Series X as an option that's still on par with the PlayStation 6. I just really feel like Microsoft is moving away from console hardware. I just do. I mean, I, w- I really hope I'm wrong. I really do. If I'm wrong and they have another console planned and they're going to push next-gen graphics and they're going to make insanely awesome, crazy, like if the next Gears of War is like mind-blowing and the graphics are insane and they're doing things in Unreal that have been unheard of, bro, I that's, that's extremely exciting for me because that's what I like to see. Gaunter Odim in chat is asking, he says, is the coffee really that good and smooth? Just asking if anyone is drinking it. Yeah, don't take my word for it. My wife and I drink it every day, but people in chat, let's let's let Gaunter know he's asking about the coffee specifically. The ecosystem strat is a great one. I think that's one of the reasons that people don't necessarily understand my criticisms and frustrations. I am not saying that what they're doing is wrong, bad, or dumb. What I'm saying is, is you're building an arena I have no interest in visiting. It, like, it's that simple. It's that simple. It's that you're building an arena I just don't have any interest in visiting. Now, there are tons of people that are interested in visiting that arena. Tons. People are saying the dark roast baby, the coffee slaps. Um, I stopped drinking Starbucks because of Reforge Roast. The coffee's amazing. Light roast is very good. I haven't had the dark yet. Um, there you go. There's some testimonials in chat for you. I think Microsoft is taking this to the chin, this gen, as best they can. I don't think they will exit hardware yet. I think they will try one or two more. I actually really, really, really hope they do. It's like, come on. You guys should have killer hardware and killer games. You have so much money. <laughs> you you have so much money. The coffee is super smooth and tasteful. Better than anything I've tried. I've never drank coffee that much before Reforge Rose. That's a really, really good one. Brap with a $5 super chat. Microsoft behavior with Xbox is similar to the end of Windows Phone, where Microsoft starts discussing bringing Microsoft software to Android phones, ETC. Big O with 22 months of membership says, Reforge Rose boosted my credit score by 50 points. (laughs) That's funny. The coffee is killer. There's a lot of members that have bought it and haven't gone back to anything else, says JC. Lone Wolf says, as a non-coffee drinker, I didn't hate it. (laughs) That's a great endorsement. You're saying he's lazing it with crack? No. Fair enough. Thanks for the testimonials on the coffee. I don't drink it. Uh, was thinking of buying some for my parents. I've actually had some people do that. They buy it for their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy who bought it for his office, and everybody in the office really liked it as well. I forget who that was. Yes, we will be doing a co-stream of the Xbox event today, which goes live uh, right here, you can see it. It goes live in about um, an hour, 
106 minutes, sorry. It goes live at 1. We'll go over there in about an hour. We'll get over there and kind of get ready and wait. We'll do, So we'll be doing that, yes. Gear 6 is apparently going to be open world. Then Fable, then Clockwork Revolution, Stalker 2 are the last defining factor on whether Xbox continues with the console route. Yo, Skatenator, this guy, love this guy. Thank you so much, gifted member, takes us to 54. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Get it? Let's get us just one member. Let's do one. Let's get it to 55. Tempt some of the big boys. I think they're here. They're lurking in the shadows. Let's try to tempt one of them to drop a 20 bomb. I think Microsoft tries one more hardware release. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what Ghost 14 is saying, and this is one of the reasons why I have said I want them to push the Series X to its limits, man. Gears 6, Fable, Clockwork Revolution, Stalker 2. I want to turn those games on, on my Xbox Series X, and I want to feel the same way I felt the first time I saw, the, the first time I saw Spider-Man on my big screen. Spider-Man 2. I want to feel that with my Series X. I'm that that's a fair request. That's a fair request. I want to boot up Gear 6 and Fable and Clockwork Revolution. I want to boot up these games on my Series X and go, "Whoa, bro. They brought it. This is next gen. This is excellent." I want to see ray tracing. I want to see performance options. I want to see 60 FPS. That's like these seem like such reasonable asks of the Series X. It seems so reasonable. Darth Nihilus does it. He sets it up. 55 just sitting there. That's a really, really easy score. That's an easy one to put in. That's a layup, meaning somebody can take a Graydon. Graydon pushes it a little bit past. That's okay. That's okay. The 20 bomb can now be an agent of chaos. Thank you so much, Graydon. Guys, make sure and say thank you to the people gifting the memberships as well. I'm getting back on. Give me a minute to take care of the Google Play stuff. Wish I could uh, pay using uh, your channel directly. Yes, people recently have had to renew their memberships manually. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Hellblade 2. I want to boot up Hellblade 2 on my Series X and go, I do not have to play this on my PC. This looks great. This looks fantastic. You know, I really like Ninja Theory. I have concerns about the engine because we've had a lot of games that they're trying to use Unreal 5. And it just seems like the engine is it's just running into issues. Now, I don't know if the console hardware is just not strong enough for what they're trying to do. Are they just inexperienced with Unreal 5? And so the optimization is just not there. Um... You know what I'm saying? I I have concerns about Unreal 5. I was really excited about Unreal 5. Do we ship the coffee to the UK? We do. However, you're going to end up giving more money to the post office than me. Does that make sense? You're going to pay like this much for the coffee and then like this much to ship it. It's just not economical to do. Like it just makes more sense to not buy it. (laughs) I I'm I'm not I'm being honest. Like I'm literally telling you don't buy the coffee. Like cuz you're you're going to buy a single bag and it's like yes, that supports me, but then you're going to pay way more for shipping. Like I genuinely feel bad about people who buy the coffee outside of the states because 
they pay more for shipping than the coffee itself. And I'm like, I, that just feels raw. That doesn't feel right. Let me open up the door. It's getting warm in the office. All right, I'm back. Look at the purchasing of the Series X, like buying undercarriage coating on a car. You got scammed and should have just bought the car, the Series S. I still don't believe that. No, I don't believe that. I think that's an exaggerated statement. I don't think that we can say we got scammed by buying the Series X. I do think Xbox should be held accountable for the marketing of the Series X and Series S because I think it was extremely inaccurate, like extremely inaccurate. But I don't feel like I got scammed. It still is a strong device that could run and can run certain games and they look great. Five members from Skatenator, he steps in and says, all right, we're not going to get the 20 bomb. That's okay. And he pushes it to 61. Thank you, sir. I, there, there is also there is also an element of the Series X that we still haven't necessarily seen <sighs> tapped into if that if I can say that because like what happened with Starfield I don't want to debate that right that's I think that's I think that's like three parts Bethesda seven parts Series S but there's no reason there's no reason to to de- there's no reason to debate that. Let's just set that aside. Forza Horizon looks fantastic on the Series X. So I believe other games can come out and do similar things. They can tap into the power of that piece of property. I don't feel like I got scams. I feel like it's a big situation of overpromising and underdelivering, but I don't feel like I got scammed. I'm excited to see how Alan Wake 2 and Hellblade 2 will be on the Series X. Yeah, Alan Wake 2 is going to be an interesting one because in the midst of all of the... the the What would we call this? I wouldn't say controversy. I guess we'll call it complaint. In the midst of all of the complaint about... Alan Wake 2 requirements on like PC or whatever... Um, I'm curious how it's going to run on Series X and PlayStation 5 because in the midst of all that happening everybody's like oh my gosh the requirements of Alan Wake 2 are crazy well, Microsoft's including it today in their show so it's like what? I mean they must be fig- they must have figured something out for console optimization or upscaling I don't know I don't know. Like from where I sit, it's like okay, if Alan Wake Two is is got these insane performance requirements on PC, why would you make that front and center for your 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 showcase, a your partner preview? What if it doesn't run well on console? That's the, that's going to reflect poorly on Xbox, right? Hey man, you you guys marketed that it got everybody excited and it runs poorly. Like I'm I don't know. I think Alan Wake Two looks phenomenal, but it uh 
Yeah, the requirements the requirements are pretty pretty stout. They are. So I'm interested to see what they did with the console version. Like how? Like what did they? They turn a bunch of stuff off or something? Ready ha- Remedy has been talking up their console performance. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll know in a couple of days, right? What uh, comes out in like two days? Yeah, it's two days, the twenty seventh. Same thing happened with Starfield, if you remember, and it turned out to be 30 FPS on console. Well, (laughs) I mean, we all kept saying that the footage was 30 FPS. I mean, except except for that one person who saw five seconds of a trailer and tweeted that, you know, Starfield was going to be 60 FPS. I remember that. That was entertaining. That was funny. It was a cinematic But the rest of us were like, I don't know, it looks 30. They haven't said anything. And I kept saying, a lot of gameplay showcases are 30. That's very common to do a showcase on YouTube at 30 FPS. I thought, okay, maybe there'll be a performance mode. You know, we found out after the fact that there wasn't. (laughs) So that is what it is. I remember when that happened too. So-and-so said it's going to be 60 based on the trailer. I'm like... That's that's not at all uh, determinative. Like you can't. Uh, we have no idea. A mode that target sixty. Well, they all say that, right? They all say target sixty. I hope when FSR three drops, they add a sixty FPS mode. Yeah, I don't know. Yo, Drexen jumps back in as a VIP. Thank you so much, sir. If it showcases PC footage, alarm bells will ring. Well, Phil Spencer said in the kind of funny interview, they need to do a better job of telling us what they're showing. Or what what did he say? He said something to the effect of, let me paraphrase, they need to do a better job of making sure we know what we're looking at. Like, is it Xbox gameplay? Is it PC gameplay? Right? I'm targeting a million dollar donation. (laughs) That's good, Greg. (laughs) Well, get started. Get started, Gregory. (laughs) You know, a little, a little bit, you know, a little bit adds up every day. (laughs) That's funny. FSR 3 is not ready. Just ask the people getting uh, banned from Steam games. What's happening by getting banned from Steam games with FSR? I've not seen that. I've not seen that uh, that story or that headline. <clears throat> Feels great to be back. Been disconnected until Spider-Man 2. Nice surprise uh, to know Xbox has an event today. Yeah, they like just announced it this week. It was kind of out of nowhere. Um... I'm actually really curious if we're going to start to get more small shows like this um, where they're just going to like focus on, hey, the next six months or like, hey, the next quarter. You know, I actually prefer that. I really do. I prefer a smaller showcase that's like, here's the next quarter of games, right? Here's the next six months of games. I much prefer that. 
because it gives them an opportunity to showcase gameplay and the customer is more informed they have a better approximation of a game and what it has and what it looks like um you know as opposed to doing some big showcase where you know the playstation showcase like i i was critical of it all these cinematic trailers okay i don't know what that is what the game looks like and i don't know when it's coming right like the fable trailer i was just kind of like cool i have no idea what that game's gonna look like and when it's coming well they showed gameplay and it's like yeah but when it's this early on i just i don't trust it we've been here before i want to see i really do i want to see smaller showcases you know closer to release with real raw gameplay you know what i'm saying because what am I playing in the next quarter or the next six months is way more exciting than tantalizing me with a trailer and I'm just like, well, when's that coming out? Well, we, we don't know. Aren't you excited? No, it's not 2015 anymore. We don't care about that. I want to know. What am I playing? What's coming out? Like That's why I want to see something from PlayStation. Before the end of this year, I want to see... A state of play or some type of showcase that casts a vision for part of or all of 2024 what are we getting what's 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 coming in the first six months what's coming in the first quarter if you do if you do that then do another one and then do another one all right that makes way more sense the way they uh marketed armor armor core six they just do that like small marketing windows right Small marketing windows. <laughs> They're so small. <laughs> I've been watching too much Shane Gillis. I can't do the voice like him, but I just saw myself doing that. Uh, <clears throat> Hi-Fi Rush is a... Oh, I'm not, I don't want to read that. I don't, I don't want to read people like bashing games. Um... <clears throat> Apparently, Alan Wake 2 performance mode will be on the Series X, but not on the Series S. Looks like we're finally getting devs being allowed to differentiate features between the two. That's actually interesting. Hasn't that happened before? Um, Evil West just didn't do 60 FPS on the Series S. Was that a lack of of a performance mode? Like, you just didn't have the option I didn't play Evil West. I genuinely don't know. I remember there being an interview with the Evil West devs and they were like, we can't do it. We tried and we can't do it. I'm paraphrasing. Is this is this now another game launching without feature parity? Where they're like, yeah, you get a performance mode on the X, but not the S. They've always been allowed to have separate performance. Yeah, I'm not talking about performance. I'm talking about there is no performance mode. Has that been the case? Or has it just been, here's performance on the S, here's performance on the X. They're just different. Plenty of games have 60 on the X and not the S. And when that happens, Eugene, is it the lack of the feature, though? Is there just like, nah, there's no performance mode. It's just a game. Which games? Well, Evil West is an example of a game that is not 60 on the Series S, and it is on the X. They basically were just like, we can't do it. I don't know what the other ones are. Eugene, what are some of the other games that have that have failed to hit 60 
and they're capped to 30 on the S. We've looked at, the, I've, I've seen the screenshots in our Discord. I know there are more. Xbox is really on a high horse? What do you mean by they're on a high horse? Separate performance has always been a thing. It just doesn't have the power. Right, but I'm asking in these instances. Oh, right. They pushed out performance mode for Plague Tale and it didn't hit the S, right? So yeah, no split screen when Baldur's Gate comes. The Return to Moria game, it just launched, didn't it? And it's not on the Xbox. That's like a late arrival. Resident Evil 4 Remake. So Eugene's saying the Resident Evil 4 Remake is also another one that's 60 on the X, but not on the S. Remnant 2? Is Remnant 2 another one? Okay, now in these games, Eugene, in these games... Is it the lack of a performance mode in the menu or is it just you don't get that performance? Like, is it the removal of the feature or is it this is the performance you get, this is the performance they get? RE4 Remake has a 60 FPS mode. Jedi Jedi Survivor also didn't have performance. Wait, so, hang on, is that true? If Jedi Survivor on the Series S just doesn't have a performance option, is that true? I actually didn't realize that. I mean, it was really bad anyway. Uh, Xbox Series S performance mode. It was bad. Performance mode was terrible. Yeah, does Jedi run... Jedi Survivor is 30 FPS on the Series S. There's another one. Jake says, no, I'm wrong. Okay, so Resident Evil 4 does not have it. Okay, okay, so that's a lot of titles that we just listed then. Evil West, Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4 Remake. What's this stream about? Xbox, its future, doubling down as a publisher, the kind of games we're going to see, you know, the role that Series S might play. uh, In in the kind of games we'll get, is Cloud going to get priority? Like, it's just a whole big mash of topics because of an interview with Satya Nadella. New day, same Eugene questions. Eugene did not ask this question, Popping Dolphins. If you're going to make a summary of what's happening in chat, maybe you should actually read chat. That was not the person who asked the question. Jake was the one who asked the question. Is it hard to keep up when you're lying? Wasn't the Xbox feature parity requirement in relation to game features, not performance features? Stop lying, Lono. This stream is about shipping your coffee to UK. Well, here's the thing, though. Isn't that a feature? Being able to switch between quality mode and performance mode, isn't that's not you're not that's not a feature? That's not a feature of the game? I was just wondering. Jake, you're allowed to wonder. He was making it sound like Eugene was the one that brought it up. I'm like, Eugene didn't bring it up. Jake brought it up. (laughs) 
And that's the question. It is, is that proof of a lack of parity that they've consistently allowed games to show up and be like, there's just no performance mode. That That's a feature, is it not? I go into the settings and I turn on performance mode. So if Alan Wake is another game in a long list of games... Listen, look, y'all, You, if you bought a Series S, you were told the only difference would be the resolution. We've now listed a lot of games where it's not just the resolution. I don't consider performance a feature. I don't consider performance a feature. I consider switching between quality and performance mode. That's a feature. I like having that feature. I criticize that feature in Final Fantasy 16. I don't criticize Final Fantasy 16's performance. I criticize the feature. You're giving me the option of choosing between fidelity and performance. And performance mode is not a performance mode. Bro, today you're easily triggered? Was kidding? What do you mean today I'm easily triggered? I've been streaming for an hour and 44 minutes and not once have I responded sharply or harshly to anyone. Like, I don't understand why you would say that I'm... Today you're easily triggered. And it didn't seem like you were joking at all. It was a pretty nasty sort of negative slam against somebody. Nobody took it as a joke. Be consistent, Lono. You said this isn't a feature not too long ago. So I said in a previous stream that feature parity doesn't apply to performance and quality mode. I said that? Or did I say performance is not a feature? They're different things. If you launch a game and it runs at 1080 over here and over here it runs at, you know, 1440, 60 with some ray tracing or something. That to me is not a feature, that's just different performance. Being able to go into the settings and check performance mode, that's a feature. Yes, you did. What were we talking about? What was the stream? What what were we discussing? Were we discussing the Series S parody or were we discussing something else? I don't remember saying that. I remember consistently drawing a line and saying, they're allowed to have different performance on the Series S. That's not considered a breach of feature parity. But my opinion has been, at least as I remember having it, that switching between quality and performance mode, that is a feature. So maybe you misunderstood me. Maybe I misspoke. I don't know. My memory is that you don't have to have the exact same performance. That's not the same as saying... Well, yeah, you still get a performance and a quality mode on the Series S. This is why I think this is important. Let me explain why I'm saying this is an important feature. Imagine that you're playing on the Series S and you don't feel like you're getting the greatest performance. So you go in and you turn on performance mode. That might give you more consistent performance. Does that make sense? Like... Let's say you're running quality mode on the Series S 
and it's like it's trying to run some kind of dynamic resolution better textures or something like that and it's not holding 30 fps very well and you're like uh somebody else might not care but you might say yeah i'm gonna put on performance mode so it shuts some of this stuff off so i get more consistent performance does that make sense like i think that feature i think that's an important feature performance itself is not a feature do you understand why i'm drawing the distinction because the feature of being able to pick between quality and performance mode gives the player volition over their experience like they have a choice and control over how the game performs and looks I don't mind 30 FPS in games but I don't want that to be as the only option there's nothing wrong with playing games at 30 there's something wrong with that being the only option that's an option not a feature I don't I don't know if that's I'm trying to think if that's like pedantic or if that's fair pushback. It's a bit of both. Like when they market a game and they say our game is going to feature or have or or we're, we we put four different performance modes in our game like you don't think that's a feature? Like when you can go to a game and you're like, dude, they got performance. They got performance with ray tracing. They got the 120 40 hertz mode. They got they got quality mode. You don't look at that and say that's a feature. That feels like a feature to me. That's like a reason to buy the game. You're like, oh wow, look at all the things I can I can choose. That's pretty awesome. Why can't an option be a feature? It. I'm not saying somebody's right or wrong. I'm I'm literally having this discussion even almost with myself. The reason that feels like a feature to me is because it's often put out there as a selling point of the game. They're not like, hey, we give you the option to turn off volumetric fog and motion blur. They don't do that. (laughs) They don't. They do not do that. What they say is, they're like, listen, y'all. We got performance mode, we got performance ray tracing mode, we got quality mode. Like they put that out there as sort of a this is all of the things that you can do in our game. It's it's it again the subjective to me and anybody else that agrees with me. I'm not necessarily saying that we're correct or we're right. I have always viewed that as a feature. It's an option presented like a feature. Yeah, the way it's couched and the way it's used to me that yes that feels like a that feels like a feature yeah and it's okay for you to disagree on that that's fine i don't i'm not i'm not going to belabor that point i'm i'm not that's fine if you don't think it's a feature that sort of is beside the point is it not because xbox doesn't seem to consider it a feature because they have had games launching like this for a while before baldur's gate 3 the controversy around baldur's gate 3 split screen Split screen's an option, isn't it? It's also a feature. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the point is, the point is, is that Xbox has been saying that's fine. So I don't think Xbox, from their sort of their uh, you know, their sort of standard of saying we need parity, they have not viewed performance mode or quality mode. They have not viewed that as a feature. 
because it wasn't really a discussion about feature parity until we got to Baldur's Gate 3. So my opinion kind of doesn't matter. Internally, what matters is Xbox doesn't consider that a feature. Therefore, games can launch on their platform and be like, hey, the Series X gets performance mode and quality mode, and the Series S does not. Yeah, the point is, Microsoft doesn't see it as a parity requirement. That's a that's an okay discussion to have, but it's so subjective that I'm I don't really it doesn't seem that important. It, whatever you think about that is fine. Xbox's own internal way of measuring it is performance and quality mode is not a feature. Split screen that's a feature. Like they're kind of drawing the line there, and I could see why. I could be compelled to see why one's considered a feature and one's not. The reason I consider it a feature is because it matters to me. It matters to me. Like, if you let me turn off chromatic aberration or whatever it's called, that's not that important to me. Right? That's not that important to me. Having the ability to switch between performance... And quality, that's like really important to me. So that that's my bias, right? Like that's why I see it as a feature. Cause I look for that. I'm not like, hey, do you let me do you let me turn off uh, volumetric fog? Do you let me turn off film grain? No. I'm like, do you have a quality mode and a performance mode? Whew. <laughs> Great. That's that's important to me. So that being important to me is why I I view it through that lens of ah, this is a, this is a feature. This is pretty important to me because it has an overarching effect on my experience in the game. Does that make sense? Like, here's another example. Let's say Baldur's Gate three would have come to the PlayStation five, and they came to the same conclusion: we cannot get split screen to run that well. Cut it that would not have been nearly as upsetting or frustrating for me as if they were like we don't have performance mode like yes I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 that much we literally don't have time I would like to try and play that game with my wife but we just literally don't have time let's imagine I had a ton of time and my wife and I loved that game well since I have two PlayStation 5's it wouldn't have mattered to me the lack of split screen. I'd be like, I want performance mode. That matters way more to me. So that's just a bias. That's a, that's a bias and a preference that I have. I would have been pissed if my Mass Effect didn't let me turn off film grain. Film grain doesn't bother me as much as motion blur. Motion blur doesn't make any sense to me. As soon as you leave behind 30... If you're playing quality mode 30 FPS, <clears throat> I I understand. I understand motion blur. As soon as I turn on performance mode, and I'm saying, hey, I, I really prioritize frames per second. That's something that matters to me. I don't know why you would turn on motion blur. Unless your game struggles to maintain 60 FPS, well then you're just trying to you're trying to hide that from me. Well then I I mean I guess I understand it in that regard. You know? Turned off film grain, motion blur, and that CA in Spider-Man 2. It looked even better. 
Yeah, I, I can't. I hate motion blur. It Motion blur to me feels like... Have you ever gone somewhere and you're like, why do you guys do it this way? And they're like, we, we, we don't really know. Dave trained me. Dave was trained by Tim. Tim was trained by Hannah. And Hannah was trained by... What was her name? Oh, yeah, Susan. And uh, we we don't know why we do it this way. It just doesn't seem very efficient. Have you guys ever considered doing it a different way? I mean, well, no. This is just how we've always done it. Like, that's what motion blur feels like. Like, why are y'all still putting this in your games? Or at the very least, why are you letting me turn it off? Or why is it not off by default when I choose performance mode? Like, what are y'all doing? This isn't early 2000s where like, oh yeah, we can't really get the greatest consistent frames performance. So put motion blur in there to kind of hide it. This is random, but are your kids picking up any fall sports? We're looking into indoor, uh, indoor soccer because I want them to stay sharp. I think they both have the ability to excel at that sport in particular, but that's all we've really looked into. We've not done fall sports before. So I like low commitment sports because I don't want it to like take over our life. We have a lot of things we already do and commit to and sports for that age that like have you traveling and multiple practices a week. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a season of life. that's really sweet. And like, I want to be around and have fun and go do stuff and not be like, when's the game? What time? We're going to be late. (laughs) It's in what part of the city? Oh my gosh. Like, I don't, I, I, we're we're not gonna be one of those families, dude. I just don't do it. I, <laughs> no thanks. Gontaro Dim with a five dollar super chat tip. Motion blur does have its place at forty FPS and under, especially if the FPS swings a lot. That said, I hate it generally, but have used it at low FPS. Yo, SK, thanks for jumping back in. Um, thirty FPS never makes sense. Uh, it can't. It can't make a crap feature make sense. Well, 30 FPS makes sense to people who are used to it and they want to see all the pretty lights. I want zero between me and the prettiest pictures the game can draw, says Derek. I've never not played a game in the highest quality mode. No filters, no grain, no blur, nothing. Yeah, just turn it all off. Indoor footy is the way to go. Will really help their footwork. Yeah, a friend of mine recommended like there's a Dutch guy who's got stuff on YouTube, things that we could like literally do in the house just to work on on footwork that would make them excel at the game. I've got to look into it because I want to keep them sharp in the off season because it's fun. Head coaching was fun, and there's only so much I can there's only so much I can teach them. I I need help at this point to to take them to a higher level of performance. Yeah, I mean, there are people who don't mind 30 FPS because they want to see the, you know, all the pretty ray tracing. They want to see, you know, the higher resolution. They want to see 4K. And they don't notice the frames per second. I do. Like, I do. But I'm, you know, everybody's different. I remember not understanding why people were so obsessed with 60 fps and then i spent a couple of months playing on a pc and i was playing destiny 2 and fortnite at 60 fps and then they launched a 
raid or a hard mode of a raid, something like that, but it came to console first in Destiny 2. So I had to go back and play it on console. So my FOV went down from like 100 to like an 75 or an 80. <clears throat> and then the FPS went down from, I was playing 144. So it went down from 144 to 30. It was painful. Like it literally felt, it felt like somebody had shoved, have you ever gone to like an aquarium and like you get up against the glass and like it's hard to see? You know, have you ever done that like at the zoo? You like get up to the glass and you're like, you're trying to see to the left and the right to see if you can find like the, the tiger and you can't. Like it felt like somebody had shoved my glass, my, my face up against the glass of the monitor. It was like, I can't see anything. It feels zoomed in. And then the FPS, everything felt blurry. You know? It just felt blurry. And that was in 2017. That was in 2017, 2018 era. So that was five years ago. Five or six years ago. You know? Why did this person go after Lono? Because people ripped clips out of context and tried to make it seem like I was manipulating the audience to become members and they misunderstood what I was saying. So it was it was classic false framing clip sniping. It was not an accurate representation of what I do with my business and what I've done with my business for the last eight years. So I didn't respond. I didn't make a tweet or a video about it because my character and integrity and content speak for itself. So I don't I don't need to respond to false claims from fools. In a slow-paced game like Starfield, 30 FPS wasn't an issue for me. I didn't feel like that game was slow-paced, though. You can kind of dart around. You can zip around with a jetpack. Like, I didn't feel like... I didn't feel like that was a slow-paced game at all. It, It isn't like Titanfall or Call of Duty, but... To be fair, you do wear glasses, so I would think the performance quality would affect you. What? What do you mean by that? I honestly think it takes a game people have played for a long time to really get them to understand. I'm pretty sure it's one of the WB guys that said their data showed like 65% of the player base played on quality. You know what frustrates me about that, Detective Seeds? is they set the game to quality by default. I I don't... That's not compelling to me. You know what that tells me? People don't... People don't check anything. They just go and they play. Now, if you boot up the game and you showed them side-by-side little sample videos and you were like, this is quality mode, this is performance mode, this will have smoother frames per second this will have higher fidelity graphics I guarantee you people would be like hmm I don't think it would be 65% I think it would be more down the middle I think think it would and 65% is actually that's pretty impressive they're like 35% of the people go in and change it I'm an eye doctor it does affect it I'm not sure what you mean. So why would me wearing glasses mean I 
that quality would affect me. I don't understand what that means. I'm wearing glasses and seeing with 2020 vision. The guy next to me who doesn't have to wear glasses <coughs> is also seeing with 20 <coughs> Excuse me. is also seeing with 2020 vision. So what 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 would that have to do with the game's quality and performance? Isn't quality mode better? Yeah, there's also a psychological element to that. They're going to see the word quality and they're going to see the word performance and a lot of people are going to be like, well, I want better quality. Like, they don't know. Like, they're not necessarily up on the vernacular. You can determine what mode you prefer to use as the default mode on the PS5 you select in the game setting menu. Right, but Corey, again, we're talking about the lion's share of a player base. What do they do? Can't wait to play Hogwarts. Put the disc in, download the game, boot up the game, play the game. They don't change anything. They don't know what motion blur is. They don't know what chromatic aberration is. They don't know any of this stuff. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm not compelled by those stats. Like, well, most people play on quality mode because they don't they don't change anything. It's the default setting. I thought it was an interesting tracking statistic. I'd like to know how it compares to other games where the selection is at the home screen for choice. Yes, Detective Seeds, and I want to know if you give people the option of of choosing between quality and performance, does it spell out exactly what they're going to be getting? Like, does it say higher frames per second? And then does it say higher resolution? Again, the challenge there is going to be so many users are going to be like, well, I know what higher resolution means. 4K, especially if it puts 4K in the description. Going to target a 4K image. Going to target higher frames per second. They're going to be like, frames per second? I mean, 4K. I bought a 4K TV. You see, it's like, again, you're going to run into a lack of just a lack of understanding of like, like, uh, well, a, a 4K image that that matters more to me than frames per second or FPS. They might not really know what that means. They might not even know what impact that's going to have on what the game looks like. All they know is, oh, this one's targeting a 4K image. That's better. That's good. That's what I want. I agree. I don't think most of the user base knows now to look into it more right so even if it asks them on the outset i still bet you quality mode wins every time it's going to be a higher percentage whether it's 55 60 or whatever whatever percent it is i believe more people will choose that because they understand targeting a 4k image targeting higher resolution like that that's something that they market televisions with so that kind of speaks that speaks to them so yeah I haven't played split screen since Black Ops 1. Oh man, I love split screen games. I love couch co-op games. My wife and I haven't started uh, Mario Wonder yet. We might try it tonight. We might try it tonight. We were going to try it last night, but she was kind of tired. Tuesday is like a super full day for her. So I was like, let's just watch Twilight Zone. That was what she was kind of in the mood for. But we might might try it tonight. Because, man... I, I was loving my time with that. I'm one of the biggest frame rate snobs you'll you'll meet, and until the PS5, I had no idea what frame rate was. Yeah. 
and it and it's understandable. If it's not in your purview, then why would you know about it? You know? It makes perfectly good sense. Like, if it's not in your purview, if it's not something that you've looked into, researched... Like, when Zubair was talking to me about path tracing, I was like, I mean, I could probably guess what it means. You know? Or like when Wheezy was like, oh man, developers are really, really going to start utilizing ray tracing more. And I was of the opinion that ray tracing was a stupid gimmick and... (laughs) And, uh... It was it was just a resource hog, and he's like, no, no. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, this is this is a big deal. There are more more and more devs are going to use this. What is going on to my bitrate? Oh, I'm uploading a thumbnail for the next stream. Sorry about that. That was that's going to be some frame droppage. Sorry, everybody. I looked at OBS and I was like, yo, my bitrate's going crazy. Sometimes when I upload a thumbnail for a new stream, it doesn't affect bitrate at all, and sometimes it does. I don't I don't know why it doesn't uh, consistently do that. And we'll do that. Okay, dismiss, and then let's set that stream to public. I don't know if you'll get the tw- the thirty minute notey or not. If you do, that's not intended. We've been trying to cut down <clears throat> on the number of notifications that you guys get. I've been trying to limit that. I'm just scheduling the. Uh, we're going to be doing an Xbox Live co-stream of the Xbox uh, Partner Preview event. So stick around for that. We'll be doing that in like 30, uh, 30 minutes. RTX is great. What are you smoking? RTX is bad, but good GI solutions are still great. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I didn't like it because I felt like it's just this gimmick that they use in marketing and it kills performance. And then I got somebody educated me. They were like, well, developers love it because it uh, trims down on development time. It automates a lot of the lighting work they have to do. They think it's great. So, platforms and hardware offering more ray tracing capable, you know, possibilities is going to be big for developers. I told my brother I'm playing Spider-Man 2 at 4K 120 hertz, and he's like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That and I don't think that's a slam. I just I I don't know about you know I don't know about different plays and strategies and philosophies in basketball. I know the basics. So if I'm watching basketball, I understand the basics: three pointer, two pointer, <clears throat> why they start fouling like crazy at the end in certain circumstances. I know the basics. I'm watching with a guy that gets the game, he's going to be like, post up, post up. Like, he's going to be saying stuff. I'm like, what is he talking about? You know, okay, believe that wide open. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to see it. Right? There are plenty of people that understand the basics of video games. They're like, okay, this is a new game. I can play it at 4K. Yeah, 
there are guns. Like, that's all they need to know. They're like, sweet, you know, that's all they care about. It's not something that they've gone, you know, all the way. They've not done a deep dive on it, you know? And I think that's fine. I think that's one of the reasons why certain things that we, some of us prioritize in gaming are not always prioritized by devs, publishers, you know, gaming platforms. You're going to have to miss next stream. Thanks so much, Raymond. If you guys are enjoying the stream, by the way, help us get to the next milestone of likes. We could easily hit 400 likes on this video. We've had a great turnout today. We've had a great conversation. If you've enjoyed the conversation, a lot of back and forth, I think a lot of good disagreement and discussion. And listen, if you hit subscribe and the bell button, you won't miss the shows. If you hit like, that helps me out. You can go further than that if you want. You can become a member for five bucks a month. You get into extra content, the Discord. You can also gift members. Every 25, I gift five back as a way to say thank you. So currently, I'm almost at the cusp of uh, 75, which would mean I owe you guys 15. So currently, I owe you guys 10, so you can keep that going. The more often you're here, the more often you interact with the channel, the more likely you can get one of these. You can pick up your own membership if you want, but we have a lot of generous people here. We are pushing uh, for a next uh, another milestone. You guys unlocked Fright Night. We're going to do two Fright Nights where we play some scary games on Friday night with my wife. It's hilarious. You don't want to miss that as a member. And you guys helped us hit that. And the next milestone is for Community Game Night. And we are currently 20 members away from 2,400. So we were at 2,300 a little earlier this week. We're right on the cusp of 2,400. So we only need 20 more members for that. And the next big milestone is 2,750. So thank you guys so much for being here. For decades, all we cared about was how many bits the graphics were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo 64, yeah. 64 bit <laughs> 16 bit on the uh the SNES yeah I remember that but my knee under my desk and then my monitor fell off the platform and knocked my drink over and spilled over the carpet I hate being clumsy thank goodness you're not <laughs> didn't like spill on hardware or something you know it's over. In Spider-Man 1, you had people doing yoga in the park. All the basketball courts were full of people playing. That's all missing in Spider-Man 2 thanks to ray tracing. So a consistently prettier picture with like reflections and lighting on the buildings as you're flying around and you know surfing on the water. You, you think that's less important than NPCs doing yoga in the park? And I've seen side-by-side comparisons. The city's actually more full. There's more cars. There's more people walking around. I, what you're saying is, I, I think, is, is not only presumptive and something that's not been substantiated or proven. It just sounds silly to me. Can you prove that they literally were like, don't put people doing yoga in the park. We got to do ray tracing. There's a significant higher number of people and cars in the game the lack of people doing yoga in the park or playing basketball like first of all who's looking for that second of all can you even draw a one-to-one because car and pedestrian density has been significantly increased digital foundry showed this i I feel like you're, you're coming to a conclusion that doesn't make any sense they're not connected well, there's no people doing yoga in the park. Nobody playing basketball. We, we lost that for ray tracing. Like, what? 
That doesn't even make any sense. I think that's even true, though. I see more evidence to show there's significantly more in the environment. Yeah, there, there, there's there's higher density of like virtually everything. Have you played Gotham Knights? Oh yeah, Gotham Knights is really bad. Tell us she haven't played without telling us she haven't played. Yeah, I yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's just some weird. That's just some weird stuff there. I you know man, I was really hoping that there would be like you know people in the park doing yoga and playing basketball. You know, they like doubled the car and pedestrian density and ray tracing on every building and surface, and I can see my reflection in the car, but uh. <laughs> But, you know, I really liked sitting on a park bench and watching people do yoga. (laughs) Rockstar is going to come out with a game of the generation with GTA 6. Eh, Maybe. Maybe. You know. Like folks complaining you can't walk into every store. <laughs> I don't I'm not even gonna respond to that one. I'm not. <laughs> they said Ratchet and Clank was only possible with the PS SSD. They did not say that. You've been here all morning making claims that aren't true, Gore Force, and this is the first time you've gotten a response from me. That isn't true, dude. That isn't true. I have a video breaking down the exact quote and what they said. And in context, because context is a significant aspect of the determination of meaning, he was talking about we couldn't do this on the previous generation. So the antecedent to what he's saying... The antecedent is when you're referring back to something. So if I say, there were 10 dogs in my front yard. They started digging holes. They, right? It, it's an it's an antecedent. It's, it's referring back to the dogs. They is referring back. So if I said, they started digging holes, you wouldn't be like, who? Who was digging holes in your front yard? You, you wouldn't like rip that sentence out of context and be like, this this guy said that, that people were digging in his front yard. And it's like, no, they is referring back to the previous sentence, the dogs. Like, So in the context of what he's saying, he's he literally is referring to this stuff wasn't possible on the previous generation. That's Cope. No, your failure to understand basic English language grammar rules is your own problem. Like... I really don't have the patience to be the English teacher for you since apparently public education failed you. But that trailer in no way indicated that Ratchet and Clank wouldn't be possible on another SSD. That was something made up, drummed up, and lied about by PC Master Race guys who got their fee fees hurt and, and, and people that just lie about PlayStation. 
It, it just, it wasn't even remotely the claim. It wasn't. That is completely made up. And the only reason that that got traction is because folks like you that are either hungry for hate or you just have a bad understanding of the English language. Like, go watch the trailer. It's clear as crystal. The guy is pitting it against what they couldn't do in the previous generation. He's a first-party PlayStation developer. That's what he is. He develops for PlayStation. He doesn't even have in his mind, this would... I better make sure and say in this commercial that this would also be possible on a PC SSD. Like, he's not even considering that. He's talking about within the confines of this is all the great stuff we can do now this generation. They're literally promoting one of the major marketing beats of the consoles at the time. If you go back and look at Xbox's Project Scarlet Marketing and you look at the PlayStation 5, uh, PlayStation 5 Marketing, one of the major points was faster load times or no more load times right because we have faster hard drives they can do it with the 7200 rpm hdd again again you're you're not at all engaging with what i'm saying you're playing some weird game of chess with mud instead of chess pieces it's like you you think you're playing some game where you're winning points and you're not you're just splashing mud on the chessboard they didn't lie about the ssd they didn't they simply didn't they were showcasing what the new console could do against the backdrop of what the previous generation could not do. And folks like you and PC Master Race guys just ran with it. Oh, they lied. They lied. SSD's not so magical. And it's like, I, I don't know what to say to you. I really don't. I don't. Your failure to understand basic grammatical rules of the English language... You, you know, go Google antecedent. Just do it. Spend a day learning how the English language works. And then you can watch that trailer and be like, oh, <laughs> I'm wrong. Like, you know, upgrade, upgrade in your, in your intelligence, because you're getting, you're literally getting misled by people who are more motivated by, you know, propagating hate and anger against a brand so that they can make some money. And then they get people like you to just believe it. You know? And then in a stream about Xbox, you come in and you spent... It's, we've been streaming for two hours and 20 minutes. For two hours and 20 minutes, you kept banging on that drum. PlayStation lied. PlayStation lied. PlayStation lied. Like, genuinely mean this. Like, that's not at all healthy and it has nothing to do with the conversation. We're, we're talking about Xbox doubling down. We're talking about them being a huge publisher. We're talking about all the things they could do. And every time I do an Xbox stream, somebody comes in and does that. And it's just like, I, I don't understand. For two hours, for two hours, that's what you've done with your time. You could have you read a book for two hours instead of coming in here and just pushing falsehood like I just think there's better things to do with your time and your life then I better make sure and go and run a false made up negative narrative about Sony in an Xbox stream because we're waiting to go to the next stream I decided to give you a response I didn't respond to you for two hours and 20 minutes
He does it every time he's here. He just fights with chat and spreads lies. I just, that's the thing that blows my mind is the hypocrisy of people who are incensed about lies and they do it while they are lying. I I don't get that. (laughs) I just, it's just, it's gotta be one of them. It's, it's worthy of like study. It's worthy of scientific study. Getting angry about lies, but in order to claim that somebody lied, you have to lie yourself. I just like, what? (laughs) Some kind of a weird circular hypocritical reasoning fallacy. I don't even know what to call that. (laughs) I'm really angry that this guy lied. But they didn't lie. It's okay to disagree with Lono. Oh, I don't mind people coming in and disagreeing. I don't like when somebody does that. We're talking Xbox, and for two hours straight, you got, you got, and this isn't the first day this happened. Multiple times this week, multiple, multiple times this week, people have done that. They come in, gray name, and big surprise, they're, they're completely trying to change the subject and trying to talk about something that's not related at all. It's, it's like, it's a tale as old as time. It's like, here we go again. You know, Lono's talking Xbox. I gotta go in and just start ranting and raving about, you know, Sony. Cognitive dissonance. That's an actual appropriate use of that phrase. I demand we talk about Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) That, yeah, that one the other day. That one the other day. That guy went for like 45 minutes. It was it was forty five minutes, <laughs> and I like politely told him to shut up, and people were like, "Can you believe this guy told someone in his chat to shut up?" I'm like, <laughs> Call of Duty streamers are dropping like slurs, and you're like, "Can you believe this guy said shut up?" I just he's so mean. <laughs> so mean, soft like bread. If you think shut up is mean. You're soft like Wonder Bread, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so comical. Melrose Mike with 33 months in a VIP. The best live streamer on YouTube almost three years. Thank you. Appreciate that. Guys, in 14 minutes, we are going to shift gears to this. To this here. This is premiering in 43 minutes. The Xbox Partner preview we're gonna be checking this out it's gonna have alan wake 2 arc will be there like a dragon will be there want to notice something else that's wild that that's in the game zubair with 32 months in a vip 33 months what a try hard (laughs) thank you so much zubair what a try hard nerd sorry (laughs) Uh, I will gift the members that I owe you guys in the next stream Um, I like to give you guys as much time as possible to hit that number so we're really close to 75 we're about 20 members away from 2400 total members with 2750 being the next goal what you should watch the final season of Picard it was a blast oh I already have yeah we watched that already we watched I made sure to watch all of that before we moved on to uh, Strange New Worlds 18 months and it's a VIP thank you for renewing 
Paco, welcome back. How's everyone doing? What's good, GC Plugs? How are you? They like Big Lono, soft like Twinkie filling. <laughs> That's pretty good. Can you believe the gall of this guy comparing folks to Wonder Bread? <laughs> That's good, Naberto. <laughs> That's good. The new Yakuza with uh, Kiryu is going to Game Pass day one. But the Like a Dragon 2 with Ichiban will come to Game Pass next year like the first one did. Ghost Runner 2. Is it good, Infinite? I tried the first one. I just didn't vibe with it. But I think it's a super... I think the concept's super cool. Music is cool. Uh, the movement, the graphics. I think the, the idea is awesome. So I was like... I was kind of cheering for Ghost Hunter 2 even though I was like, yeah, it's not really my type of game. I really think they've carved out something cool. You know? Baldur's Gate 3 stealth release. Oh, um. Yeah, I don't know, Russell. I don't know. That actually might be a good. Mm, you can't put it on Game Pass. I feel like Shadow Drops will work really well in Xbox's favor because they um they have the ability to be like, play it right now on Game Pass. And I don't think they're gonna do that with Baldur's Gate 3. So I don't know if they would want to use their own partner preview to, to, to announce anything with Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is not exactly, um, it's kind of, a, it's almost kind of a sore subject, I feel like, you know? I need yoga over this. Hmm. <laughs> I think Larian have said they're still on track for a 2023 release. I kind of felt like they were going to target they were going to target December and like, you know, benefit from holiday. Cuz you you know, I don't think they're going to put Baldur's Gate 3 on Game Pass. So the idea would be let's position it to to make the most money possible and I think that December would be great for that. Like, first week of December, you get a lot of holiday because people spend money, you know, during that time of year. They get gift cards, they get a new Xbox, they, you know, they get some spending money or whatever, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy some games. Off topic, watch Netflix. Have you watched the Netflix documentary on the origins of gaming called High Score? Was interesting reminder? No, I've not seen that. Ryan, oh, hang on. So the guy from Larian quote tweets Ryan McCaffrey and Ryan McCaffrey was speculating whether or not um, it would come out this year. I wonder if Baldur's Gate 3 is going to make it for Xbox this year. I have no doubt, but fourth quarter is almost a third of the way is over. And then the guy from Larian said it is. So, um, good to know.
Oh yeah, that's weird. This guy's saying two hours later still stuck. The playtime counter is definitely not accurate on this game. Yeah, he's stuck at eight hours. Um, hang on. I had that happen with Final Fantasy 16, and then suddenly one day it jumped by a bunch of hours. Um, I had my Final Fantasy 16, like where it's like play tracking on your dashboard on the PlayStation. It wasn't increasing. I played like three nights in a row and it didn't increase. And then all of a sudden one day it, it jumped up and I was like, oh, it jumped from like 10 hours to like 16. I was like, wow, it's happening with Spider-Man too. Yeah. For this guy. You have to reboot your console to get the hours to change. Get my coffee order uh, out the oh did it get out the door? Uh, today I think today Zubair. Jim D was six months in a VIP. Are we expecting any surprises from Xbox here? I do not think so. No, I do not think so. My gameplay counter for Baldur's Gate three says thirty, but the PS five counter says sixty five. Larian could shadow drop Baldur's Gate 3 at the Game of the Year Awards. Yeah, that'd be a good time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, December, holiday, a lot of people watching. That's a good time. Because if you're trying to maximize sales, you know, you're not putting it on Game Pass. If you're just leaving it in rest mode, I don't think it increases. I don't put mine in rest. And I'm telling you, I played Final Fantasy 16 three nights in a row. One Each night was an hour to two hours. And it was just stuck at 10 hours. And then all of a sudden, one day I booted up and it said 16. And I was like, oh. I don't know, again, I don't know if it's a... If it's a uh, if it's an issue with PlayStation, if it's an issue with how you open and close the games, you know? I I don't know what affects it. It's only third-party games? Yeah. Well, Larian's a third-party game, so somebody was asking if it might, if it might, uh, if it might be there at this event. Like, as a surprise drop. Did they fix the PlayStation 5 issue? If you put it in rest mode and lose power, it can brick the PS5? I have never heard of that. Uh, there was issues with there was I had issues with um what was it there was something with rest mode and returnal no it would say like it wasn't turned off properly or something I just stopped using rest mode because it had issues I just stopped using it altogether you see the new Star Citizen stuff? You mean the show that I did yesterday? William Lewis with the $2 Super Chat tip. Baldur's Gate 3 wins Game of the Year. And it's available for Xbox today. Yeah, that's a smart play, William, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, we covered Squadron 42 yesterday. Little doesn't remember all the rest mode issues. 
I didn't have the rest mode issues. There was one that was causing an issue with Returnal, and I just stopped using it because people were like, people were saying all kinds of things. And a lot of times it's not verifiable. People are like, well, my console was smoking. It's like, okay. I mean, I a lot of times people are just, you know, saying stuff to say stuff. I was playing in my, my, my PlayStation 5 turned off and then my stove blew up. So I was like, I'm just going to stop using rest mode. It's not that important to me. I, I consistently had it say it wasn't powered off correctly when I had it in rest mode. And I was like, what the frick? So I just stopped using it. The rest mode bug was patched two plus years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay any attention to it. I didn't pay any attention to it. There were issues with it, so I stopped using it. And I just haven't started. I have not used it since. It. I feel like the PlayStation 5 turns on fast enough for me. I, You know, I'm not like, this extra 10 seconds of waiting I just can't do it it's like I don't care that much I thought they fixed the rest mode bug pretty quickly I mean I'm it wouldn't surprise me at all if a lot of people are still using rest mode and because I would imagine it's a pretty popular feature you know and if they didn't fix it there'd probably be pretty widespread complaints because they have way more in circulation now than they did back when they were having the problems. So. PSVR 2 or Quest 3? It depends on what you're doing. If you're really thinking some of the mixed reality games look cool, the Quest 3 has some has some really, really neat things it can do. Like, it's, it's like augmented reality and VR mesh into one thing called mixed reality. So you're like standing in your living room or you know, your entertainment room, and it's putting stuff in the room that you go and interact with. If you're wanting games to look really, really good, uh, the PSVR 2 just has, it's just going to be stronger. It's going to have more power. It can tap into. A lot of VR devs are switching their projects over to PSVR 2, and I think that's one of the reasons, because they can harness more uh, more processing power, because it's it's not a standalone device. It can use the the PS5. Now, the Quest 3 is going to get that Assassin's Creed game, so I'm excited to try that. That's next month. So, I've played both, and they both have things that are good, but it just depends on what you're looking for. There's also something really nice about buying a, an all-in-one device and just being able to like stand anywhere in your house and just play. You don't got to connect to anything. You don't need another device. So... If you currently don't own a PS5, the Quest 3 is kind of nice. You know, if money's not an issue and you're just really wanting to get into it, I think the VR2 is going to have a steady stream continually of just games that look and run really, 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 really nice. So. No, I've not watched Jaffe's video. I wonder if his sources that are never wrong. Um, what about the Bloodborne stuff? Uh, let me get set up here we're going to shift gears to this we're going to shift gears to this in about two minutes does Spider-Man need a VR mode I think Kind of how they did Call of the Mountain. I think you could do a really cool Spider-Man VR game. But again, you, I think you got to be careful. 
there's a game where what's it called you grab something and then launch yourself forward oh man I've seen a lot of trailers for it on Twitter um I follow a couple of accounts now that are like you know promoting VR games and uh you could do like a web swinging thing you know let me get the daily goal up so you guys can see it I'll put it down here in the corner because we just got another member gifted 62 out of 75 thank you so much Harbinger if you don't turn off your PS5 properly you could run you could risk causing internal damage to the system for example if you suddenly power down a PS5 while it's writing something to an SSD the file system could become inconsistent and possibly corrupt you should turn off your PS5 before moving performing physical maintenance cleaning you should also avoid unplugging the AC power cord when the power indicator on your PS5 is lit, using a power supply or surge protector, standing it vertically. Where is that from? Is that from their like official site? To not use a surge protector? Don't let Lono forget the members he owes you. Capono. I've what do you mean? I've never done that. Like I'm not gonna forget the members that I owe. Um, all right. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you guys a link in chat. Do me a favor though. We only need 19 more likes to hit 400 likes. Help me out with that. Let's smash like on this stream, and then we're going to shift gears. We're going to go over to a new stream. I'll provide a link in chat. I will also redirect you. Uh, if any of that doesn't work, you can come back to the channel. It'll be the featured. Uh, it'll be the featured um, channel. Uh, it'll be the featured uh, video on the channel. I'm sorry. Michael does life. Uh, if you continue to come back and ban evade, we're, we'll have to escalate this. Please stop coming back. You have been banned from this channel numerous times. So if you're making extra accounts to ban evade, um, I don't want to have to escalate beyond banning you again. Please stop it. It's That's considered... That's a breach of TOS, and it's also a form of harassment. So I'm asking you now, in view of the public, to cease and desist. All right, I'm going to provide a link in chat for you guys. And we are going to redirect... Thanks so much for checking out this video of the Xbox Partner Preview. This was my co-stream of it if you are watching the past broadcast, which means you'll need to skip ahead by about 27 minutes. And we appreciate you so, so much checking out the channel here. We did stream this live. We co-streamed this live. So if you like live talk shows, safer work environment, if you like hanging out with the community when these types of events happen, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also remember to hit like if you enjoyed my coverage of this. This is going to be primarily a third party showcasing, but like Alan Wake 2 will be there. So we're really excited. I'm going to end the previous stream where we talked about Microsoft doubling down, Xbox doubling down, uh, a Satya Nadella interview. And I'm going to read.